cliffcentral.com Yes, yo, I put it like wow, this that sound. These old girls work hard like me, I hope they know by now. Bang your bell, stand my ground. Throw these money trees go overseas like Chrissy Tow. I make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm on the loud. No negatives allowed, me positivity to go viral. Welcome to it, sports fans. Uh, Steve Bruce, no longer employed. Uh, his whole family, who support Newcastle now, have to face the city with him. And he's jobless now. And it is ruthless at the top. It is cold at the top. Uh, hey, they, a Mozambican guy might be the next manager, by the way. Guy born in Mozambique. Uh, we'll talk about him uh, today. Uh, and it's not just me, you know. It's uh, got the team, the boys back there. Um, quite a bit happening this morning in here. Uh, Ryan, as always, is dressed um, all swagged out. James, obviously, vibes. He does have a bamboo cup today. Seems to, although there are no turtles, obviously, in Johannesburg. We've now established that. It's absolutely useless to use bamboo, but uh, James still going with it. So shout out to Jimbo, looking after the dolphins, looking after the turtles, and ultimately looking after himself. Uh, joining me, uh, a man, uh, Senzo Sotebe, dressed in all black today. Senzo, what's happening, pal? Not much, my man. How are you doing, man? Flourishing, I've got to be honest. Life is treating me well. It is. It has. Uh, it has dealt me a good hand right now. You ride know the, what I mean? Right the wave, my man. Enjoy it. Dealt me a good hand. You can. You can only play the hand you've uh, you've been given. Unlike Steve Bruce, because. That's tough. That's uh, that's tough. Uh, but I was always strong with it. The old, the old goes on. Oh, man, that's tough. Listen, today it's and tomorrow it will be somebody else. Home club. That's tough though. That's almost it's like... That is tough. The, the, you know what? Lampard getting fired by Chelsea is not as ruthless because everyone... Even then, Lampard's actually a West Ham kid. Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not. Uh, you know what I mean? He's from, he's not from. Yeah, and he also didn't grow up supporting Chelsea. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, he's. And also, like Steve Bruce, the family's tied in there, you know? Like his, yeah. his wife is from there, the whole yeah. family is from Newcastle. Whereas Lampard's dad is a West Ham legend, mm. you, you know? Like, so it, it wasn't that brutal. Plus, Roman. So do you think it's like the equivalent of Redknapp being dealt that at um, West Ham? No, I think the equivalent would be if Steven Gerrard got fired from when Steven Gerrard gets fired from Liverpool, you know, when it gets ugly at the yeah, end. Yeah, and then in those circumstances. Yeah, like because Gerrard will be manager of Liverpool at, at some, some stage. stage. Yeah. So year three, four, when he gets sacked and it gets ugly because he came sixth, you know. Oh, it's like it's like Zidane with Marseille, oh, but it's not like that. But has he been fired? No, I'm just saying. Oh, you're saying if, if anything. No, but I don't think he'll ever go to Marseille, though. Yeah, no, 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 it's too late. He's a, he's he's gone past him. Mm. Why, why? The, Gerard Liverpool is the is the one. Xavi as well. Xavi Barcelona. You think he you, you think he gets? Oh, that's gonna be ugly. You, you know what it's like? It's Ike Casillas when he left Real Madrid. The way they did it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. zero. Yeah, yeah. Like he's, you hit a, he's uh, properly part of the. You, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, but they did the same thing with Raul Lazo. They, they, there's just no respect at Real Madrid, eh? So again, maybe it's not even that. Like, but then again, Florentino Perez is a billionaire. That's what I'm saying. And also, Real Madrid isn't romantic about yeah, anyone. It, it, yeah, like Newcastle is a people's club. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, ugly, ugly. Well, what's Steve Bruce up to today? Because he can't even go. To, does he go to the local? Or does he just go on holiday? Is he in Marbella already? <laughs> what the hamburger meat? Yeah, <laughs> he's just 
Zardo's yeah, he's like, he's he's into just have we go to Marbella or Mallorca. Yeah, Mallorca, darling. That's the right move. Just to... Yeah, yeah, pull Just to read research. Yeah. Not crazy. reading tabloids. Nothing. No, no, no. He's on a yacht with his... Just him and his wife. No cell phone. Think the kids aren't there. No ways. No way. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, uh, what's his name? Alex Bruce. Remember, he got into some trouble as well. Yeah. Alex Bruce. Let the family down a little bit. But he's a Geordie, though. You know, Jordy's. Ooh, brutal stuff. It's brutal. All right. Yon uh, Dandiki saying, uh, there it is. Best midday entertainment and greatest sports show on the interwebs. Shout out uh, to winning team <laughs> and winning all the way. Shout out to Yon Dandiki. What a guy. What, what a guy. That's the way to start things off. All right. Today we're going to talk, as I said, Mozambican guy could be, hey, he, maybe he gets a, a little piece of an oil field in uh, Saudi Arabia. Who, who, who knows? We'll talk about uh, Fonseca. We'll talk social media. And then, boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> it is all happening in the NBA. Uh, we've got K- coach uh, Kerry Keating, of course. Uh, round one of games started. LeBron and the geriatrics. Uh, no good. No good. No good. So Steph Curry said, not today. Not on my watch. That ain't going to happen. I ain't having Russell Westbrook show me up on the, uh, opening day. Uh, and then Kyrie Irving, obviously, just flat earthing and just pro- probably at a Zoom call with the, the second um, lady from Sex in the City. Who, who knows what Kyrie Irving's up to? Because he thinks it's a conspiracy theory um, from the government to control us uh, to get a vaccine. What a wild guy he is. What a, like, imagine being friends with this guy. What a wild human being. All right, all of that uh, is coming up in the MKT show after this. Cliffcentral.com. Aliens don't need a safe space. That's the killer blow. That's the knockout. You know what I mean? That's a great fight. What are we going to do here? All we have is Earth to live on. All we have? Yeah. Can't speak for any other person. That's what I'm saying. We can't speak for the extraterrestrials. You know Let's what I mean? get it right. No, I'd like a bit of pushback. They're aliens. Sorry, I, like I, Demi Lovato is not going to tell me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Actually, yeah, they are aliens. Because what happens? We descend into a world where we just agree with anything they, everyone they, says. That goes, That's madness. So they can't, cause <laughs> they, they can't come here and tell us what their uh, identity uh, politic is. I mean, Amen. you know what I mean? Some Amen. of us never get heard on our own planet. <laughs> Imagine you come to my house and you say, no, you're cooking those eggs wrong. Oh, what are we? How dare you? So. No, the water is not supposed to go there. Imagine. Yeah, yeah. The, the salt would be better in, in this cupboard. And eh, then. No. And then. So. No, we. <laughs> like we yeah. So we do need to push back on, on the aliens. Otherwise, we'll descend into madness. As they say, Kalis <laughs> My shoe's crying here. <laughs> does that does that not always finish you? Like when you directly translate something from like yeah. Afrikaans <laughs> or Vinak to um, to English? Yeah. Like Batkos. Yeah. Road food. Road food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Batkos. There's no there's no real translation for Batkos. You know what? I was trying to find a translation for Ghies. Like, I was trying to explain it to, I met a Spanish guy, like, at the Cape Town Marathon, right? Yes. And, and like, it could be gusto, it could be, like, what it... It could be a lot of things. There's no, you know, ghees. Ghees. You know when you're saying... Like, there's no direct translation for that. There are some things, I'm sure, in every country, but... Yeah, of course. Afrikaans is unique because it's it's really, it's a mesh of Flemish and, you know, a whole lot of things. Ghees. We've got ghees in this country, but 
You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, boy. Alex is jawling out here. Yeah. I tell you who's not jawling. This Steve Bruce thing is so wild to me now, bro. Like, now that <laughs> I, I went home and I, I read some articles it. and I'm like... But also, it also, it also touched me yesterday because of the conversation that we had. Like, you know, having a job, being the breadwinner. Yeah. Being, what it means for a man. Like, I'm sure... No, but that first thing you went to was you went to go... You, you do not you need in, in, in that situation, right? In that situation, the first person you would have spoke to was his wife. Yeah. You have to. Like, you know what I mean? You're going home for a bit and you're asking the missus, like... Now what? Now, exactly. Where do we go from Did you see his interview? He So in his interview, he said, look, I'm retiring now. And he said, because his wife has followed him everywhere, it's now time to give her time back. Kind of like Fergie, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's also brutal, dude. That's brutal. Like now, he's saying his wife was affected by... And I think, look, you choose this life as well. Like we must also... Yeah. We also go into a world where I love sportsmen and sportswomen. But the world's getting too soft for them now. Like, I don't, I don't want to... And also, they have the best jobs ever, and they get bucket loads of money to do what they love. And, and I acknowledge they're still people. Like, of course, money yeah. doesn't... But, but you chose this. Like, if you want anonymity, and you want a normal life... People get fired every day, by the way. <laughs> like, please, Steve Bruce, you got eight million pounds to go away. <laughs> <laughs> Some people, they, get, they go to work, they say, listen here, chief. There are no jobs here. Been nice knowing you. We've got nothing to pay you. Yeah, so we must also keep that in perspective. Like, I can only feel so sorry for him. Eight million pounds is an uh, awesome cush- way to wipe your tears. Blow, yeah, and I, I can understand you. You've got proper problems, but you're not going to not be able to feed your family. Let's relax on the can feed feel his sorry for, for him. Can feed his family for the rest of his life. Do you know what I mean? Eight million pounds. I would That's love somebody zero, to pay me to be sad with eight million pounds <laughs> to go away. Very few people in the world get that. So. But I do feel for him, obviously, within the... All we that care about... Handshake. This is not real life. Is I care about the world of football, and this is brutal, dude. Sure. Like, his wife now is... Oh, man, he's 60 years old now. It's probably over for him, eh? No, it's, it's a wrap. Do, 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 because he must be broken now. Yeah. Like, you, you know if it's your childhood, childhood sweetheart, sweetheart who breaks up with you, it's not the same. A third divorce, who cares? But, like, that first one it who... It doesn't hit. And now it's over. And now, because it, it yeah. you can never get back to your first girlfriend, like yeah. the, the one. And I mean proper, but like the one in your twenties where you were a little bit of a grown up. That first one who she Ooh, broke up. Who showed you that you're a man? You know what I mean. And then she eventually she just says, "Nah, nah, you're Inject not." Your you, you, yeah, like I'm serious. You're not serious. You, yeah. you, you're not serious. I'm and, leaving you behind. You know what? And then you see her photos, and she's. Flourishing, yeah, and she's out here with like a guy who's a pilot and, a, and a horse trainer. Who's Batman? You know what I mean? And he and he's a kite surf instructor, and also his full time job is investment banking. You or he's a neurosurgeon. Do you know what I'm saying? And then you see that, and you're like, oh, that's okay. what. That's what it looks. So like. I wasn't good enough. That's because because you know what's about to happen. Anyways. Yeah, because in January, what, what are they doing? They maybe name our bid. Yeah, name our bid. Do you know what they do? Mbappe. They do? They, they'll try and go in from Mbappe, right? Do you know what they do? It's when. They're doing an Adele. <laughs> what do you mean? That's exactly it. Let's hear it. What do you mean? You know, you see Adele <laughs> when she was with she was, she was, she was, when she was with that guy with my Kaneki. Yeah, Steve. What's, what's his name? Simon. Something Kaneki. Kaneki. Simon or Steve Stephen, or Stephen. Yeah, yeah. Or Markle. Markle Kaneki. Mark Kaneki. <laughs> um, 
But you know, you saw, you know, she wasn't. She, she, for, okay, I'll, I'm speaking from my experience. Yes, yeah, from what you have seen. Yeah, for, she wasn't a snack, you know. She wasn't <laughs> at the time. At the time. <laughs> now she, you know, she's back, rebranding. Yeah. And now Adele, you, you're like, heaven, you look twice. Yeah. Oh yeah, is this you? <laughs> I just rich poor. You know what I mean. You ever you ever bumped into like so I hear you I, I hear what you're saying about Adele's now yeah no she's done a physical a physical and rebrand just a full rebrand after Kaneki said do you know what it is do you know what it's like did you see um Chloe Chloe after uh, uh, Lamar Odom <laughs> no, I didn't and then she even released. Oh, so Chloe Kardashian, too. Yeah, she, she, she was back like in a proper way. Oh, and so did she rebrand, hit the gym? My boy. And then she, she came up with the show. Yeah. You know what it was called? Yeah. Revenge Body. What? <laughs> <laughs> the Kardashians are the most powerful people in Hollywood. Revenge Body. So what it was, it was like this reality TV show. Yeah. You go and you're not feeling good about yourself. Yeah. Ah, and then you hit the gym, you... Girl and guy or just... Girl just, and just, guy. Just ladies, yeah. Ah. And then you reveal to those people that were telling you nonsense. So wait, do you go to them? Like, yeah. You say, I'm back. What's up? What's happening? So, so whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Okay, so revenge body. Now, let's say I want revenge body on my ex-girlfriend. Do I now get her on the show? Do, 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 this. Or you get her people there or you get the people that were doubting you. Yes. You say, really? This, this is what revenge looks like. You're joking. I'm telling you. See, like James, James is about to serve us revenge boy. He's going to do it, eh? James, did you ever realize you would be the um, Khloe Kardashian of South African sports entertainment? Oh, I, no. I, oh, no. I, 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 no, thank you. What do you mean? No, thanks. Bruh, the lady sued her grandmother. Who? Khloe <laughs> Kardashian. Because her grandmother posted an old photo of her before she got plastic surgery, and then she sued her. Are you joking? I swear on my life. Bruh. For how much? Do I you have know? no idea. Senzo will look that up. So wait. No, no, no. But do you know why as well? Well, Senzo, you need to look up how, how much uh, Chloe got while I talk to James about what he just said. So, so, so you're saying you're not into Chloe, hey? Guys, <laughs> the other day you were super invested in the whole Travis Barker, Courtney Kardashian thing. I, the Kardashians. How many of them are there? I, I never know because be they're all Ks, hey? Yeah. Okay. Courtney's not. She's the one who drove all the. The, the NBA one is Chloe, hey? She's yeah. the yeah yeah, yeah she's, the, she's the more she's the healthier one of all of them yeah she, she, she she's she, got a little more meat on the bones you know what it is okay so okay so that's the, how the NBA be loving it yeah yeah because the NBA guys by type <laughs> <laughs> straight up yeah she's straight up no no but now nah, she's got a type baller yeah so that the, they they the all have things, a type no, no 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 I Kim Kardashian I still haven't figured out Gutini type like yeah because Kim's been with white, black, the rest of them. Ballers, they... she's been with ballers, she's been with rappers, yeah. she's been with NFL players, she's been with a bodyguard, she's been with an NBA. <laughs> so, like, Kim, I'm not, I'm not too sure. We haven't sussed her out. I haven't sussed her type. But Chloe, Una type. Una type. Lamar Odom. Yeah. James Harden. James Harden. Yeah. Tristan Thompson. Una so, type. Ah, the, the blueprint is there. Start a but then again, apparently she's OJ Simpson's child, so... Yeah, no, that's also because she doesn't look like the rest of them. Even look at the size; she looks a little they more. Say, they say this is OJ. That's OJ's daughter. Because for those who don't know, there was OJ Simpson. Obviously, the glove don't fit. fit. You must have quit. You must have quit. But he didn't quit. Um, 
obviously uh, Kim Kardashian's father, for those who don't know, uh, one of the greatest or one of the biggest all-time lawyers for celebrities. Um, <laughs> yeah, while he was looking after OJ's case, rumor has it um, that OJ Simpson was scoring a touchdown in the um, Kardashian end zone, if you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, that's a situation. And people are saying Chloe, who looks nothing like the rest of them. And, yeah, on that type. Yeah, because, like, do you know how you see it, right? Mm. Kim and her mom. Yeah. You can see good. Okay, the, yeah, the mother and daughter. And the dad. Kim, Kim is... No, 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 no. But, like, let me finish. Courtney and Rob. Mm. You can see that they're siblings. Yeah, I got you. And then there's Chloe just like, eh? Bless-ish. <laughs> And the hair color and... Even everything about her is... Suspect. Senzo, have you seen every episode of Keeping Up With Kardashians? No, I haven't. I haven't, but... Bro, you, 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 can't, you can't ignore those people. It's not, it ain't right. We're in the content game. So, James, you didn't know you'd be the Khloe Kardashian of, of South Africa when you started working out. You, you reckon Reve- Revenge Body maybe... James, is there maybe like... Oh, uh, uh, oh, oh, oh. James. I don't like where this is going. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, so, so, no. so if, if you say what I'm thinking <laughs> okay, If you wait. say what I'm thinking Senzo, before you joined us There was a story Oh no James, because we did talk about this Hey, I, I think we talked about your high school days Yes Yeah, so James had a whole situation Okay, I need to tell oh, you this okay. I know where you're going Okay, no, okay, yes I think I, think I might have caught wind of this yeah? So James <laughs> James is the most un- ex- Extraordinary stories About mm-hmm. how he got left Yeah <laughs> He, in high school, a girl brought him a letter, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah. And was it during or just exam, before exam, matric exams? Exam, it was before exams, just before. No, it was during matric prelims. During prelims. prelims. Yeah, I've she, heard this story. Yeah, she delivered a letter to him, said, don't read it though. Obviously, James, you did read it, eh? Until she said, after exams. She said, don't read it until you get home. Yeah, and, and then you, you read it at, at who, school immediately. Who, who needs rules in life? So I decided to read it. Immediately. She and then did, just the waterfall. Did she fire you? Yeah, during at school. So what? you know, James, if it's her in Dubai, yeah. I hope you've got photos of them and see. Yeah. How you like them apples? <laughs> like wait. <laughs> if you want. Yeah. Huh? No, but this Dubai, is what I gym for. <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> wait, wait. Okay. Yeah, that's all. You're well you're well entitled. And do you know what you must do? You must send them that. That photo, you see, when you, when you have a physique, yes, when yeah, you yeah. have that physique, then yeah, yeah. that desired physique. Yeah. And I hope it's like Ryan Reynolds in Amityville Horror. Yes. And that you go running with your lady yeah. on Lion's Head and you say, mm. this is what revenge looks guys, like. Yeah. Guys, remember we were speaking on the group the other Oh, Senzo, you're not... <laughs> no, no, no. no yeah, go, go ahead. Um, we were speaking on the group. Fernando Torres. Yeah. He's jacked, boy. I'm going to be, I'm going to be Fernando Cena, guys. Yeah. I promise you. You're going to go for it? Yeah. And he's going to get a sleeve, that tattoo sleeve. Yeah. I want a sleeve so bad, but a decent <laughs> Of course you do, James. <laughs> I, am, I am every stereotype ever. Oh, oh yes. I'm about it. Alive, my mate. I'm, I'm, I'm about it, James. Yeah, but no. But you're right. James should do a revenge body to the... How dare she bring him a letter at school knowing how sensitive James is as well? Imagine. Imagine. James is sensitive at 24. Imagine what this guy was like at 16. Hey, James. What is wrong with that lady? Uh, Have you seen her lately? No. Don't. No, you must. When, when Revenge body, June. 
Let's where do it. Let's we'll, see them. I, we'll, go, fi- go find her. Social media. Come on, James. Let's not act. Actually, so we'll call Joop Joop. Yeah. <laughs> to British people. Yeah. To do his thing. We do a collab, young toy. You ever hear how Ryan knows Uyachola 99? Yeah, no, no. But, but this is not Uyachola 99. Okay, oh, yes. Mm. Take a look at me now. We call it... Look at me, oh, Pegamina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we call it Pegamina. Pegamina. Look at me. Yeah. And we need to catch her like a Tashes as well. It mustn't, yes! It, it mustn't be like, like, like. Do you know, James, I've actually got the perfect scenario for Let's you. Hear it, yes. We have it at Tashes, right? Mm. You catch her unaware, she's there with like her pop sock boyfriend now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's losing his hair, balding. Yes. Then you've got, you know, that, 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 that sheen. Yeah, yeah. And then you go in there having lunch with Flip. Yeah. And you've got your lady there. Uh, I'm there. Bo- I'm there with a, a, a seven foot something ex Springbok and my new lady. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah, no, yes. your la- you, your, your lady now. Flip, you, you rock in there. Oh Boom. hi, how's it? Yeah. Oh, didn't didn't see you there. I'm sorry, <laughs> James. You should you should do it like I don't know if you guys used to watch on Vuzu back then uh, that show Next. Then as she gets off the bus, Next. <laughs> I've seen it. I used to watch that. Of course you did. <laughs> it was All the right, best thing okay. ever. Senzo, tell us next. Uh, next. So, it was a dating show, right? Yeah. It was actually tin- it, it was like a Tinder. Oh, Tinder, but in real life. Next was so it, lit. It was this lit. <laughs> so, let's say you could be, you know, they bring your girls. Oh, you don't know. You don't, let's say she's got like spaghetti in your tooth next. Yeah. Next, she hasn't said anything like. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like being on a speed date. It's actually like Tinder. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's say, how next. But we should set it up where she's the only person. Because I'm on board for you, James. Like, I don't know her. She, you, you know, she might be saving puppies now and, like, sending small children to, to school. I don't care. She's wrong, James. And James is my mate now, you know. Aww. So I, I totally want to get behind it, James. Let's do it. Let's, let's find out who she is. Obviously, we're not going to spread it in public. But then, boy, oh, boy, she's at Tasha's thinking. No, she didn't, she didn't spare James's feelings. Yeah, well said. The man was under stress. Yeah. One. Yeah, yeah. He's at school. Yeah. Don't read it to In you. my place of work. Don't read it to you. Get home. Well, that's like, you, you, you know, there's a psychological theory of if you, if, if you have a window, right, and you don't want people to touch it, what you mustn't do, don't write, do not touch this window. Then, so when she said that, what did she think James was going to do? Guys, life's too short to follow rules. That's why saying James don't open the letter was madness. It was madness. Okay. Whew. Courtney Kardashian. Shout out to her. Shout out to James. Chloe. Chloe. Uh, it's impossible to keep. So Courtney's... Who's Travis it's Barker? It's impossible to keep up. <laughs> I like that. Huh? Travis Barker is with Chloe. Or Courtney. Madness. C- Courtney. Courtney, Travis Barker. Yeah. What's, what do they have to do? Just playing drums. What's she up to? Well, what does he get out of it? I, I don't understand what he gets out of it. She's bad, the, though. She bad. But he's one of the greatest drummers of all time. He's been with every lady everywhere her. on earth ever. He's drumming her. But why, like, why is that? In, no, because they said she was, she was, she was. Is she like a cool person? Or, or no, they said she was un, untouchable. They said Scott put her off everything. But he's Travis Barker. Exactly. And Travis said, "Hold my beer." Actually, hold my drumsticks. Yeah. All right. No, good for them. You, you know, what? I hope they're in love, and I hope the six months that it lasts is, they, is, is incredible. They, they run in like circles that aren't meant for their age groups. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So Travis Barker and Machine Gun Kelly are like best friends. And then it's like, so they hang out, and then Megan Fox and Courtney, Courtney Kardashian are hanging out at a concert, which is playing pop rock because it's Machine Gun Kelly's. The, everything, just nothing makes sense with, within the whole, not, none of it. does no, make so, sense. James just is misunderstood. 
So now this is going to be. Are, are you saying James is misunderstood, right? Yeah, I no. am. I am. I am a Travis Barker. Human. Travis Barker's just started a new label mm-hmm. called DTA. Don't trust anyone. <laughs> no, but they're on the same age group. Courtney, uh, Courtney, and Travis. Barker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, How old is I, Travis? Around about five. Yeah, yeah, I would say it's around about the same age group. Wait, how old's Courtney? No, Courtney's I... like 40, 40, 42, 43. No ways. Yeah. Who, who's the young one? I thought that was... Which uh, one? Uh, Kylie. Oh, that's who I... The, one with, Tra- the, the one with Travis Scott. The so-called... Uh, oh, Travis and Travis. There's Travis and Travis now. T squared. There is Travis and Travis. Yeah, and T- they're both musicians. T- wait, what's the other stuff? Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Travis wait, Scott. wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's two different lanes. Huh? We we can't put Travis Barker and Travis Scott saying lane. Rises. Sorry, so no, I'm serious. Context. Um, you guys don't know, but every time you say something slightly negative about Travis Barker in this room, you don't want to be here. No, 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 no. no. But what's negative about Travis Scott? No, 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 no. no there's nothing wrong with Travis Scott. I'm just saying Travis Barker has been around for over 25 Who's years. Who's Travis Scott? What's what? he doing? Well, 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 who is he? What? It's lit. <laughs> what are we doing? What, what is Enzo doing right now? No, it's 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 like a off his off his latest record, Astro World, which was released about two years ago. There was like, um, I get those. What do they call it? Yeah, it's like in every song no he says it's lit. It's like a it's like a a thing. Okay. An ad lib, yeah. It's an so ad-lib. is that like um, DJ Khaled? We the best. <clears throat> yes. Exactly. That's exactly. It. It's, it's like a tag. Another one. Yeah. DJ Khaled. How, how much money is that guy made? He's made all of the money on earth, eh? No, Travis Scott has made all of the money on earth. Really? Is this Travis Scott guy like the guy right now? No, yes. well, not right now. He, I mean, yes, he yes. was. When Asher World was released, he released no, a song with Drake. was the number one song in the world for like six months. Every club, every bar you went to, you sang along with it. Really? And Astro World Fest, one of the biggest fests in the world as well. He did a collab with McDonald's, which put McDonald's Sorry. out of stock. Oh, so, really? Sorry, so people I, just getting huge, huh? Can, can I ask you a question? Um... Um, what's your name again? Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. And don't uh, you forget it. <laughs> no, I just did. Um, listen, does Travis Barker have a Travis Barker day in his city? No, he does not. Well, what city is he from? That also matters. No, like. who Travis Scott? Yeah, he's he, from Houston, bro. No, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a Travis Barker international holiday, bro. But like, you know, where in, in Luella, Alabama? <laughs> is that where he's from? Cochua. No, no, he's from from Tana, California, but Houston. Houston, Texas, come on, dog. I mean, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not grouping Houston, Travis Texas Scott Senzo. Well? I'm just saying they're Beyonce. two different people. I mean, Travis Barker's been in over like 10, 15 bands. He's now got his own record label where he's signing like five, six artists that are doing incredibly well. So you're a bit of a fan, well. huh? right? Of, of Travis Barker. Travis Scott has his own label as well. No, and no. he's got a collab with Jordan. Yeah, but he's only been in the game for like, what, five years? Exactly, and he's doing it more than Travis Barker. Travis Scott also did a collab with Fortnite. Not that I have a horse in Fortnite the band? Yeah, no. or Fortnite the PlayStation Fortnite the, game. Fortnite the, the game, game. Yeah. yeah. Come on. So, so Travis uh, Scott. Yeah. Travis Scott. Uh, although, I mean, like, I don't want to get caught up in the Travis Scott thing. Jacques because Webster, a.k.a. Okay, Jacques Britney Webster. Britney Spears is one of the highest selling artists ever, and uh, I mean, she couldn't sing a lick or write her own music. So, no, no, no. And, and neither does Beyonce. I, I hate people thinking just because you're famous, you're good. Like, Beyonce is just famous, is Mariah Carey can sing. They're, they're very different. Um, like, Travis, we, we must not get caught up in a pop star being the best. Have, have you heard the beats that Travis Scott makes? Oh, yeah. Transcended. Even Kanye tried to jack beats from him. Come on, man. I, 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 oh, and there's Kanye and their family. You must be lit. They must make a song together. Uh, is Kanye not getting divorced? Bro, they, they've got kids together. But is he, are they divorced? Is that happening? I don't know. You know, you know, yay. No, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yay. 
pop music ridiculous all of it i love it though because it's, it's, it's content travis scott a guy i've never heard of travis barker we obviously know him he was uh they were going uh is it all the small things ryan or whatever they were doing the wrong band right band yeah blink 182 i mean if you were uh, the only black guy in the school like i was i was like oh this music's terrible but i got to hang out with someone um, you know, you're probably throwing on Travis Scott. Well, you learn be Blink One Eight Two, but their music's absolute. Uh, you know, I mean, come on. Is uh, although your, Travis uh, Barker, or who's the other guy? Travis Scott. Probably all nonsense as well because I just I can't stand pop music. So it's not pop. Uh, I mean, Kanye West is he making music for Kanye West? It's pop. Uh, hey, listen, also different oh, lane. Sorry, yay. Sorry, yay. Different yay. lane. Also, what's Travis? What do you Scott mean? making? What or, do you mean different lane? I'm I'm interested to hear. What but you he said mean? Travis Scott's making music for Drake. What do you mean? No, Travis Scott made a single with Drake. Who else is he making beats for? Everybody. Uh, no, he does two collabs with everyone. Like who? But like Demi Lovato. Everybody. Everybody. Name a beat. Probably made a beat for Travis Barker as well. So it's pop. Uh, so you, guys, so. you guys are telling me he's a pop music maker. Wait, hold on, Ryan. What do you mean different lane? I'm interested to hear. Is what? he a pop music maker? Oh, well, let's establish. No, that. well, I'm saying like Travis Barker was more punk side of things. And also punk, one of the greatest drummers of all time. Hip -hop. And hip-hop. I mean, no, no, oh, Travis Scott was one of the greatest drummers of all time. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm talking from a, purely from a technical point of view. Because, I, by the way, I, I am quite into drumming. I don't drum myself, but it's something I've always loved. Travis Barker, well-recognized by everybody across the board, is one of the greatest but, drummers but of all time. But that's what I'm saying. You, if you bring up Travis Barker in a room, everyone has instant respect. Travis Scott, he's still new in the game. I'm not... Yeah, you're not dissing I'm him. not tuning I'm just saying, Travis Barker's been in the game. Hey, Travis Scott, who cares? Scott's daughter was here for two minutes. It's Travis Scott, you'll be out in two minutes. There'll be another pop producer in five minutes. So, like, you guys shouldn't get so caught up in all of them, quite frankly. You know, like, there's another... There was Britney Spears, boom. Christina Aguilera, boom. Like, pop stars are just chewing gum, guys. As soon as Travis Scott or whatever runs out of flavor, the Kardashians will eat him up like they did to Ye. Uh, the MKT show... Not a pop show, not a pop show, but Senzo will defend Travis Scott and Ryan is convinced that Travis Barker following drugs and a sleeve, which James will have very soon when we do a revenge body tour for the lady who broke his heart when he was 16 and he had to study uh, for lower grade maths or whatever he was doing. We will do that and we'll make it happen. The MKT show, not just a sports show. Cliffcentral.com Two Travises and a Chloe. Anna Kim, Anna Courtney. All okay, so. <laughs> Anna Kylie, Anna Kendall. And there's just Rob. Do they enjoy their lives? I, like, I do wonder if your whole life is just content. But, but, but it's all they know, right? Like, their whole life has been a circus since their father. You know? Yeah. And, and, yeah, like their yeah. dad... The, the, I mean, OJ was in the family. You yeah, know, like yeah. it's been a circus the whole time because their father, they, they were in the. But besides the that, even world. besides their father, I mean, their stepdad was Bruce. Bruce well, the, the father's before the stepdad. No, but like before the father was like a thing thing. No, the he was he was a thing before. No, but listen, yeah. Bruce Jenner won his gold medal years ago. Yeah, right. The mom decided to hook up with Bruce Jenner. Yeah, Bomber ninety one or yeah. something. Yeah, just before OJ in in the, in the Bronco. You think she saw it coming? Maybe she's maybe when she had the affair with OJ, she was like, "Oh no, this guy's a murderer." Allegedly. No, because he wanted to. Maybe he tried to murder her once, and he's like, and she was like, "Uh, uh not me." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm out. I, I, I ain't gonna be murdered. That's what. That's what. Because uh, she's the head witch, hey, old um, 
What's her name? Chris. Chris Jenner is the head witch. She runs it all. She's, She's the, the puppet master. master yeah. She's the mastermind. She will get your deal on anything. Why? Why doesn't she get the Oprah shine? Because she's really masterminded. She's done it, dog. Without her, reality television isn't what it is. No, shout out to Ryan Seacrest. No, but he's like he's not a clown. Yeah. Ryan Seacrest is not a clown. Yeah. Like, Kai, what's her name? Chris. Chris Jenner took Clownville and turned it into mm. like a business. You know, is Ryan Seacrest is a businessman. Like he's yeah. for real. For he, Ryan Seacrest is the pop Howard Stern. Yes. From from what I've read, is the guy is just a worker. He's a, he's I mean, a there was a time he was on four shows a day. a day. Yeah. You understand? American radio is three hours per show. So he, half of and he was on E News. And he was on Idols. There was a, no that that guy is a, like that's a pro. That that's a. I, like this Kardashian lady though is has turned nothing into something. something. A gold who, mine. Who was it? Cat Williams. You gotta turn nothing into something. Honest, dog. Awesome. I love her. I, lo- I love I her. Wish I, I wish she was my mom. All right, let's talk. Uh, let's bring it closer to home. Uh, uh, Mozambican guy is about to become the manager of a place that can have a small little fund that's worth two hundred uh, seven hundred billion. Uh, dollars. Let me quickly tell you my opinion, opinion before we talk about it. So Newcastle, obviously, it's the only thing anybody wants to talk about. But there's a Paulo guy who once said something to me. He said, this guy is Paulo Diaz, right? He said, uh, start how you intend to go on. And I think it's such a wise thing that Paulo said to me. Uh, he said, start how you intend to go on. Right? So if you want to be the best in the world, start that way. If you want to be the best at what you do, start that way. Mm. You, you can't be brilliant up front. But start with the intensity. Start with the habits. Start up front how you intend to go on, right? If you want to play for Manchester United, you can't start at 15. Your parents have to start you at six years old. It's just how it works. Wayne Rooney was started at football at six years old. You don't, you don't come into Manchester United if you're not in the academy. I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. Cristiano Ronaldo, from early on, start how you intend to go on. Uh, Newcastle have done something very interesting, right? Is They've gone with a hit and miss guy up front. And it's, it's, it's interesting to me because everyone says, yeah, but Man City and this. Listen, the only two times, right, uh, Mr. Fonseca has had pressure at Porto and Roma, it didn't go great. It's the only two times. And that's not even real pressure when we talk about what he's about to be under now. So it's an interesting thing to me. So I thought I'd have a look at the Man City uh, kind of ways. And I think City did it beautifully. I'll t- let me quickly break it down for you. Is they had a plan. It was so clear from our front. Early on, Mark Hughes, big name, respected in the industry. We can attract, at the very least, the local names we would want, right? That's, at the very least, we'll attract the local guys because he's still got a fantastic reputation in Spain, of course, for those who don't know, and a fantastic reputation, of course, uh, in European and English football. So respected and a stable character. Stable guy, Mark Hughes. And at the time, he just had that incredible run at Blackburn, remember, I believe taking them to sixth with Benny McCarthy, it didn't go so well, but it was the right way to start. A stabilizer with a reputation. Then they went to Mancini, right? The prodigious guy. Okay, he's excellent. He's brilliant. He's a maverick. But it's the next level. Phase two. We go to that guy and we take it there. Then they're like, okay, we have laid the foundation. Let's get an OG in here. Let's, let's make, make this place from startup to let's show people we want to be serious. Manuel Pellegrini, one of the most respected people in world football. If you know your football, you remember the Villarreal teams, mm. one of the most respected coaches in football, and a fatherly figure. Yeah. What they were saying is, hey, we're not just money men anymore, we're serious. Look, look what we're bringing in, players, we're bringing in somebody who's serious. Now that tells the world we're going into phase three. And then after we're serious is, 
okay, now we're going to demolish all of you. Pep Guardiola, what are you up to? They planned a year ahead, right? Pellegrini was fired a, the season before he left. It was already clear because the Catalan boardroom moved in and you could see they were serious. So there's a plan there, but they started that way because their board came in early for Mark Hughes. And then you brought in Pep Guardiola and you can see what it is. There's a plan. If you look, go and look at how Man City did things. They didn't just throw money up front and arrive and fire people and drag things out at first. It was planned. Mark Hughes was planned to come in. Folks, listen, somebody wise told me once before is people always show you who they are. Believe them the first time. And I guarantee you this. Money doesn't change you. Money makes you more of who you are. This has been a messy start already. The way the Steve Bruce thing has been handled, the way a local hero has been treated, and the way this Fonseca thing is folding out, even considering him, would worry me if I was a Newcastle fan. Money doesn't change you. It makes you more of who you are. So, since a lot of people are saying, yeah, but look at Man City. I'm like, this is very different. This is, this is child. But because you're right, because they were slowly but surely. Yeah. But you're like, okay. And you just look at the caliber of those guys, the caliber of players Man City were signing. Do you know when I knew Man City were like, okay, this is a problem that's not just going to go away overnight. Mm. When they said Kun Aguero. Yeah. And they got him over Chelsea because Chelsea yeah, were well, in. Yeah, they were in. They said Kun Aguero. Yeah. Then they said Vincent. Yeah. Yeah, then it got like proper serious. Then like, David Silva. Da- yeah, then David Silva. Yeah. Then you were like, okay, these are so, they're for real. And I don't know if Newcastle are in a position to do that because back then also the timing's wrong now because Chelsea are already here. Like, you, you, you know, is back then it was just Man United. Also, yeah, also the thing is like now there's, you're right, they're too many to roll through now because now this is how it's going to play out for Newcastle. They're going to have a, a Tottenham problem. Yeah. Right? And after Tottenham, they're going to have an Arsenal problem. Yeah. No, no, sorry. Even before Tottenham, they're going to have a Leicester problem. Yes. Then they're gonna have a Tottenham problem. Yeah. Then they've got an Arsenal problem. Now they're gonna either have a after that, then they're gonna have they're gonna have a Chelsea, Man United, Liverpool, Man City problem. It's too deep. Because Chelsea didn't have that problem. The yeah. only problem Chelsea had when Roman came, guy called Alex Ferguson. Ferguson. It was the only challenge in town. Yeah. Timing is everything in life. Yeah. So to, to suggest that they can be Man City, no no no, Man City are already Man City. See. Whatever you're paying, we'll pay it. Yeah. And we've already got a reputation head start. So Man City, I mean, Newcastle at best are are shopping off the second shelf. Erling Haaland is not coming. Coming. When Pep Guardiola picks up the phone and says, Erling, come on. Come on, Chief. Your dad played you. Come on. And also, come on, son. It's me. And Fonseca, a Mozambican guy. With all due respect, I love this continent. But come on. Come on, now? So I, I I don't understand what the plan is, but with billionaires, what they'll always... You know what another thing is that I think Man City have done brilliantly? Mm-hmm. And I see these mistakes in my industry, and I'm seeing it a lot now, is businesses make one mistake in life. They try and throw money at a people problem. Never, ever. I promise you the worst thing you can do is try and cover up for incompetence with money. It doesn't work. It can work short term. Trust me, it doesn't work long term. And Man United are seeing that problem now. They've tried to throw money at, at people problems. Because what you need is the best people in town. People yeah. mustn't think Newcastle as well have a... You, you can just bring players in. Do you know someone... Who's the staff? You need to bring in the best staff in the world. You know where they already are. 
at Chelsea, at Man United, uh, you know, at Man United, at Man City, at Liverpool, at Liverpool. You know what I mean? My thing is also someone. Someone I just read a comment now. Do you know it could be? Do you know that job is suitable for Roberto Martinez? <laughs> is it? Well, how did it go at Everton with him? And what's he done with Belgium? Like, what are we trying to do? We're number one. But no, but but are you saying you, you think that's a good call, huh? He's the only guy like he's a I, coach. Only guy could do it. Like I see, like you know, that's and he's a grown up as well. The thing about Roberto Martinez, like him or not, is he's a grown up. Yeah, that will work. I like him. I, I like him in what it will tell you is he's okay, polished as well. Yeah, he's a serious football man. Yeah, he's, he's not a clown. Yeah, he's polished. Yeah, I, I, that's a good shout. Roberto Martinez, yeah. huh? And it won't cost a lot to get him from Belgium. And like, also the thing is, he's kind of got that pull factor. And he's also, you, you've said, you, you know you know what he's got? He's also got a, like, um, a reputation to rebuild. Because Everton didn't yeah. go so nicely. Yeah. Everton. So he'll be hungry. Belgium was yeah. good. He's learned to work with superstars. Stars, yeah. One or two of them may like him. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, who's he's the... got the pull factor. So he may talk to De Bruyne. Who, talk to your boy then. Munier. Yeah, these guys, you know. Yeah. Hazard, small Hazard, baby Hazard. Torgan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, good call. Carrasco, come through. She's like, he's a mess of a human. Dries Mertens, come through. You're not doing anything in Naples. Yeah, yeah. I can... Yeah, I hear you. Come, well, come to the English game if you want to yeah. take it up to the next level. No, it's a good point. And he's got the connections. He's a serious football guy. It's important because Newcastle want to do what immediately from Steve Bruce, who's kind of a symbol of the old style of football. The, the grit. You know the, what I mean? The grit, yeah. You want to go to football manager now. You, you, don't, you want to get yeah, you, away you, from you, that you, reputation. You, you, you want to get away from working class now. You... Let's, you know, let's, suit. And Martinez is not the fat guy. Yeah, He's not yeah. the fat guy. He's in shape. Speaks well. Scottish wife. Polished. That's a great shout. Um, Ollie out, which is a message uh, most Man United fans um, are, I think, I don't know most Man United fans, but I would say if you don't support Man United, you don't like this handle, but it's hilarious. Uh, so Ollie out says, Newcastle previous owners already set up the technicalities for them to be able to use 200 mil in Jan at and end of season. So that's a great point. Is that, listen, please don't think Amanda Staveley and her, the, 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 this new bunch, didn't go to Mike Ashley and say, listen, Chief, you're a moron. We're going to give you 300 million. Don't worry about that. Here's what you must do now so that we can spend in January. That's a great point, Balia. Mm. That Billionaires don't do things by mistake. Mm. This is calculated. So that, oh, that's a great point by Ollie out there. Mm. Absolutely. Listen, they, they're going to come big in January. Oh my goodness. You know what, guys? Oh, by the way, big news. I'm not sure if we're going to do a, uh, it's El Clasico this weekend, by the way. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Breaking news that broke at the beginning of the season because the fixture list was already out. It's, it's El Clasico, a little game. Y- you know, you know what's interesting? For the first time in history, did you ever think yourself, to yourself, Newcastle may take players from Barcelona? Because that's very possible in January. You, like Frankie de Jong, you know these guys, Coutinho. You see these guys that are struggling in Barcelona now? What do Barcelona need? Some money and to get rid of wages. Coutinho, who's that brilliant Dest, the right back, eh? The, one, the American guy. My God! See those guys? Yeah, but they spoke about Dembele as well. No, 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 no. We can, do, don't do it like that. They, they, I think it's happening in January. Because these vibes as well. They say 15 plus 15 bonus. They're only paying 30 million euros a year. So, plus Barcelona do need to get rid of him. 
Yeah, good start. They, you, you know what Dembele shows you is that he's we're Rubinho. serious. No, the, yeah, yeah, we're it's serious. The, it's the Robinho. Yeah. It's the Robinho to City. Yes, we're serious. But the, Barcelona, did you ever think in your life Newcastle would be buying players from Barcelona? <laughs> and actually giving Barcelona no choice. Because Coutinho is the perfect guy. It's kind of a hand. Bring your Coutinho. Who else is there? Umtiti is unhappy. So he, you can maybe start with him. You also, know I mean? hear you guys, you know, you can't pay these guys. Don't worry, we'll, we'll sort them out. Because like, we can also solve your Griezmann issue if you need. Newcastle are about to be a thing. No, that's what I said. Whether it's going to go well or not, I don't, I don't, I don't think it will. But it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to make a lot of people uncomfortable. Because you know what? To Amanda Staveley, I mean, billionaires are in touch with smart people. I don't know what the board looks like yet. The one thing about Man City that they did well, and one thing Roman did brilliantly. Gentlemen, ladies, I'm not taking over in the middle of the season. That's the other mess for Newcastle. Roman said, we did the deal early, early. but I'm coming beginning of next season. And then you saw straight away, Mourinho, huh? early. And also, Drogba. <laughs> and clean the board. Yeah, I'm bringing my, my furniture. I'm bringing my own people completely. The whole thing, guys. Everyone has, until the end of the year, we thank you for everything you've done for this football you know, it's like It's like when an American president like, visits any country. Yeah. Have you seen what they do? Bringing their own cars, their own security. They, they, they hey. Yeah, yeah. Well, this I, is what's going to happen. <laughs> hey, we, thank you for your hospitality. Like, we just need, we're here, right? But we're going to use our own stuff. You, you know what I would have preferred for Newcastle? For them to stick with Bruce till the end of the season and then let it be a hostile takeover like Roman did at Chelsea. Clean oh, brew. Yeah. Because you saw immediately, Roman set the tone throughout the club. The worst thing that Newcastle are going to face now is, can you imagine Amanda Staveley now trying to get the dietitians on board with the, the physical team and on board with the coaches? Because expectations need to be set immediately. Yeah. You know, if you, if you ever let someone think they can get away with something early... They, they, they're going to push the boundary the whole time. And if you, if you go... I don't know if you've been to Google offices around the world ever. Mm-mm. Everywhere's excellent. There's no everything everywhere at Google offices. I've been in a couple of countries. Everything's excellent. The Newcastle owners now, they're going to do piece by piece. Roman came in and said, no, 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 no. Because from what I've read is, no, this training facility ain't going to work. Cobham ain't going to work the way it looks now. So I'm going to deal with that. Came in and then by the beginning of next season. But like, you saw, and the Liverpool owners. Yeah, they said, oh, yeah, yeah, J- J- no, he came in and said, <laughs> he said my guys, yeah. He said, no. Nah. Like this. My guys, me. Mm-mm. And you want me to bring LeBron on board with this? You know that that small thing called the World Series? Yeah, thirty million. You, you know they refurbished immediately. John yeah. W. Henry he said, said, "Here's thirty million up front." I can't have Gerard training on this. <laughs> My Marquis, My Gerard on this. <laughs> the, the Newcastle owners can't do that now. It's the middle of the season. Things yeah, are um, the machine's running. Now. My, my thing is that now, did Steve Bruce go alone, or did did he have to tell these guys with gents? We ain't it anymore. Which is the problem, right? Like, why are we asking these questions? With Roman, it was very clear. Guys, nonke, you're gone. You're welcome to keep working in football, just not here. It's, it's, it has to be that way if Amanda Stabley is serious. And when she, you, know what's, you know what we have to have a real conversation about? Is there's going to be so much bad blood by the end of the year. Because it's going to be ugly from mm. here. It's not going to work from here, right? I don't mm. care who you buy in January... Like it's not it's not systematic because like do not happens as well like with a new manager and it's in the, you're right it's in the middle of the season because now we need to get things established yeah okay now we fired the the manager this takeoff has happened okay manager's gone new manager comes in so you go mm, the cells this armband is not for you yeah 
You know, now the, the the dressing room is. You're right. You have to start start off like start afresh at the beginning. Especially, you, you know what? In in sport, there are unique institutions. You know, it's like Liverpool is a unique institution. When you got Jurgen Klopp, it's almost like a prodigal son came home because he's the perfect working class guy to connect with the people. Yeah, Liverpool is a very unique institution. It's not just a business. Yeah, you, you, you know, it's like. It, it matters who their manager is. You you look at... I mean, the gates are named after Shankly. There yeah. are gates to tell you what the manager means at a club like that. How long has Rafa been gone? They still have him in the cop. You've seen the size of the sign. Mm. So there are certain places. At Chelsea, we, we like, Jose Mourinho has been forgotten, man. Yeah, but like it's... <laughs> but you know, that's the thing. Like, Man United Liverpool have together. Like, I still... So, Matt Busby, where? Matt Busby's been dead even before James was born. So there's, there are these, and Newcastle is that. I mean, you look at how they still talk about Sir Bobby now. Yeah. You, you, you know, the way they still speak about his years. RIP, yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? Is that it matters in Newcastle who that guy is, which is why it's so hard for Steve Bruce. And those guys look like, those side guys look like they're not sentimental. Which is going to be, listen. There's going to be some friction. The one thing, and what you can have, because they'll come in with what strategy? It's what Roman Abramovich got so right, right? Is people always talk, you know, fancy marketing people, what they like to say, strategy, strategy. Strategy, yeah. Folks, there's a great saying in business culture eats strategy for breakfast. Roman Abramovich came in, Jurgen Klopp came in. Those who don't know what happened with um, Sako, Sako was late in preseason for, for one of the team buses. It is said Jurgen Klopp decided that day that Sako's gone. Because culture because remember because like you know they said when Fergie was at uh, was at Man United you could only wear coloured boots when you got to the first team yeah everybody else black and white suit and tie game day yeah Alex Ferguson it is said after the treble winning season um, Rio Ferdinand arrived at Manchester United the next year alright or it could have been... Yeah, I think it was the next year. No, or, no, it was in 2003. I think we just won the league, yeah. So he arrived and Dwight York was still there. Yeah. This is the guy who was... I mean, Dwight York. Yeah. And uh, Fergie pointed at, uh, at him uh, or saw that Ferdis, um, Ferdinand was hanging out with uh, Dwight York and those guys. Oh. He said, why are you hanging out with those guys? How long do you want to be here? He said, well, what do you mean? That guy, that's Dwight York. And he said, no, that guy's complacent now. I don't want to see you hanging around with him. That, Rio Ferdinand said that in his book. Hmm. Culture. Yeah, because like, do you know now, Ferdinand, like, he used to say, like, whenever they used to win leagues, right? Do you know what the players used to say, ask Fergie, when are we, go- are we going again? Yeah, who, who are we signing next? Yeah. In the dressing room, yeah. where the champagne hasn't even dried yeah. on the floor. That's what I think, it'll be interesting, it'll be a learning curve for the Saudis, that money's not enough in this thing. Because Jurgen Klopp, for all of his, you know, detractors, is what he's done is showing you that culture. He gets the culture at Liverpool. Yeah. And in sport, it's magical when you can do this. It's, it's what Bill Belichick doesn't get enough credit for in the NFL. When he, gets, when he understands what the people in the stands and the team needs to do. If you can match those two. But do you know who did it well? And he doesn't get enough props, guys. Who's this guy? Um, what club? Coach of the Bulls, Phil Jackson. Yeah, well, you got to get the culture. It's what he did. And he, Phil got the culture in LA as well. Yeah, he got exactly. the culture. He said, guys, this, it wasn't by fluke. Let me show you again. Because you, 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 and you know what's brilliant about someone like that? There we go. You, you've made a good example. Popovich. He's, yeah, yeah. Popovich. Got, he he got it. But the thing, the brilliant thing about Phil Jackson is Chicago and LA are two completely different cities, yes. right? And for, in Chicago, Phil was the big man because he was the obviously he got MJ, but even still, it was the Phil Jackson show. When you move to LA, it's an entertainment city. 
the unique thing about working in LA is that the coach actually needs to accept that your players might be a bigger deal than you are. It's it's why USC still can't. uh, 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 What's the LA college? UCLA. UCLA. And those guys, they can't find a coach. And since Reggie Bush was gone, you, they, they struggled to find, a, to find a coach for that team. It's because Pete Carroll understood yeah. my players in college can be a bigger deal than me. That doesn't happen. But you saw, you, you saw this with every um, Laker coach after, after Phil Jackson. It was the Kobe show. And P- coaches struggled. It was the Kobe show. But Phil, so again, Newcastle need to understand that you need to get that guy. I don't know if Fonseca's that guy. I, like, I, I just, I, I don't, unless... We don't know what they're trying to do. That's, that's the thing. We don't know what's, what's currently being discussed in that boardroom right now. I don't see it going well for them. I, I think it's going to be a hang on tight. But like for me, like now, as a player now, right, going to training and stuff like that, it must have a weird feeling, eh? The, it, you know what is terrible? When they've taken over. That's why I said it would have been better if things just held on till the end of the year. What, 90% of that squad's gone at the yeah, end of the year? And there's a whole lot of uncertainty around guys. Guys are E. And l- listen, at the elite level of anything, if your mind is not on the game, you must remember these are the 20 best funded sports institutions maybe in the world sure. outside of the NFL. Sure. The best of the best. If Newcastle players aren't on it every week from now till the end of the season, they're going to be relegated. Mm, and there's that in the back of their mind. Yeah, that, that's, and also I'm not going to be here. This literally, you know, literally for them, it's an audition. It's a tri- it's, it's, it's trials. It's a season-long trial. That's brutal. And caretaker players, interim players. Who's going to keep the dressing room together? Is Lasalle's? Like you say, is what if Lasalle's doesn't feel like he's going to be here next year? We don't know this. So like, like they've done it wrong. I want to see. You see, for me, the thing is, the manager that they sign now. Yeah. Right. And that first signing. That they get in January. Yeah. Those first three signings, they're going to tell us what Newcastle are about to be. Having said that, Amanda Stabley, an incredible woman, because if you go and read her story, she does not take no for an answer. Like, she took on the Barclays. I've told you the story. Oh, sorry. Uh, Reggie Bush and Pete Carroll is USC. USC, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. USC, yeah. So, so I, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's an important thing to know. When you go to LA, is as the coach, you need to accept that your players, that's what made Phil Jackson great. You, you know what the great ones do? And it's what Belichick knows. Know your place. Very few people, all of us, the one thing that we don't know is our place. Everyone has an ego to think they're better than that. Phil Jackson knew his place. Yeah. He said, I'm not, I'm not here to coach Kobe Bryant. I'm here to keep it together. Yeah. Whereas at the Bulls, I'm the guy. I'm the chief. I direct everything. Yeah. You, you get the, um, you know, the bus family. They say, Phil, you, you're an accessory. Yeah. We've been doing this. Kobe takes the last shot. Uh, Phil, just sit in your chair. You're great. Uh, X's and O's. This is, this is not Chicago. Here, and I'm Jerry Buss. I'm, Je- I'm Jerry Buss. I'm Jerry Buss. You, you're lucky to be with me. Whereas you built that whole this Chicago thing. This is showtime. This is showtime. Come on now. And, and by the way, that's Magic Johnson. Did you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, Gavin raises a very interesting point, right? And, I've, and I'll tell you what happens. Dream scenario, right? Yeah. Newcastle facing relegation by Jan and their blockbuster signings failed to save them. Do you know what Newcastle will do? They'll buy someone's status in the Premier League. Like Royal... I'm like Mamkeeze. Oh, Mamkeeze. Imagine Mamkeeze as a Premier League owner. <laughs> Maybe she comes in, Amanda Stavely goes... Amanda Stavely says, I like your vibe, sister. Great. Bring the mini skirts. Sisters, sisters are doing it together. Yeah. Girl power. Girl power. Billionaire. Who runs the world? 
oh, then Beyonce gets a piece like LeBron got. Le- and then Beyonce's uh, Who Runs the World, uh, that, that, was that her song? Who Runs the World Girls, that becomes the theme song for the Geordies. Oh, you know what, you know what the British love is when Americans come and take over. They love it. We've seen at, at Man United how well at that's Liverpool, gone. At Liverpool. at Liverpool, they love it. They love it when Americans come across the Atlantic and take over in England. Imagine Beyonce, Mumkeeze, Amanda, Amanda Stavely saying, hey ladies, this is us now. It's going to happen. It's electrifying. Beyonce. Beyonce knows, ladies and gentlemen, who run the world. Girls, uh, it's Newcastle's world. We're all living in it. They're extremely wealthy. They're extremely wealthy. 700 billion pounds billion pounds is what the investment group is worth by the way if you haven't heard already controversy um there has been a freeze on the companies from saudi arabia being able to sponsor newcastle now (laughs) that will be breaking news that'll be for some that'll be breaking news what they don't want is what happened with the etihad with what happened with psg where a whole country right that's worth trillions can sponsor the team and they do a 200 200 million dollar sponsorship uh, in order to rename st james's park it's called financial doping it's already happening um of course but yeah the premier league say no and not with these guys because the problem with it's okay if man city kind of get away with it the problem is when you let the saudis get away with it it's not because i think it's anti-saudi is the level of money now and a whole country that basically runs the world sponsor football team and they pay half a billion for the stadium sponsorship i mean where we're living now what a great world Arsene wenger called this uh, i believe in 1998 when he this was his fear it's coming to real life let's do it let the billionaires let the gajillionaires play ladies and gentlemen newcastle amanda stavely um will bring mum kize who will bring on beyonce and the girls will run the world newcastle to win it beyonce pops up from a stage and she's doing backflips and she's singing I'm a survivor. That's what's going to happen. Newcastle fans, get ready for it. British people love it. They love it when Americans take over in their country. The MKT Show. Uh, the coach, Kerry Ketting, on the other side. Cliffcentral.com. We're not dead. And that's good. You know what I mean? Always. It's good not to be dead. What a time to be alive, as you say. It's the only time to be alive, really. Honestly. You know? Like, you're not going to be alive again, unless you believe in... you might come back as a cockroach. <laughs> in and those those things don't die. Do you... Are you into karma and all of that? Like, I'm not really into it. I'm more of a naturalist. But do you think you could come... What, what would you want to come back as? reincarnation. Yeah. What would you want to come back as? I don't know. James, you seem... You're a vibes guy before... As myself, bring... actually. I'm joking. I'm not Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban once said that. It's yeah. so good being me in my next life. I'm going to wake up and come back as myself. Yeah, he has conquered the world. Um, James, you, you, st- you strike me as like a vibes guy. Who, who or what would you come back as? I am indeed a vibes guy. Uh-huh. Um, who or what? Like, can I come back as a human too? Yeah, whatever. I'd probably come back as someone super fun like, like Richard Branson. Oh, <laughs> no. Do not come back as actually. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, hold on. Would you come back as Richard Branson as a as a child? Would you want to Would you want to relive Richard Branson's life now? Would you want to be Richard Branson at, at like fifty five when he got successful? Like when would you want to be Richard Branson? No, actually, I'm changing my answer. You know who I want to relive the life of? Okay, but just but, completely. Oh, because now you wow, time traveler warnings here. Is you're now asking that 
so, so let's be clear. James has taken it from I'd like to come back as something to you literally want the person in the life they have now. You just want to have their life when your life is done. So you, you want to have Richard Branson's life more than you want to be Richard Branson. Because what happens if you come back with James's brain in Richard Branson's body? That, that won't matter. You're just another Richard. I will never think of Virgin or... Uh, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is, is you want to come back as Richard Branson at 55. Like already we've got a private plane... At 60, we're already going to the moon as a holiday. No, so so that's why I want to change my answer because none of that matters. Okay. Right. I would like to come back as Michael Jackson. Okay, that is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, that is... All right. Okay, thank you. That doesn't seem like fun. No, but I knew it. Because you know, he doesn't know about Michael Jackson's dad about, and how things yeah. went. No, I, I do. I do. So what, you, you'd like to be abused as a child? Oh, my gosh. Do you know his life looks awesome? No, James, is that what you... So you'd like to come back, be brutally abused by your father as a child, have a weird thing where you've got children sleeping over at your house as an adult. And then in, in, in between, you become the greatest dancer and musician of your generation, possibly of all time. So that was the only angle I was thinking at it from? What, the, the moonwalking on a stage and changing the face of television? Quite literally. Yeah, but no. you can't have that, that stuff, because you know what made him that? His the, father, the, the other stuff, yeah, abusing the, okay. five and making him dance. No, I know what his father did. Do you know? Do you know? So, what so you want that part as well? Not really. Yeah, you, it's, the thing yeah is, I didn't think that's the problem with you. I didn't think people are today. You know, I want right. all the nice stuff. The, the youngsters. Do you not actually want to come back as? No, you said yourself. No, no, no. that's ri- ridiculous. Probably Donald Trump. Guys, clocked it. He's done it all. I'd want to come back as an orca because I, I would like to travel a little more. Is that as a human <laughs> being, it's very inconvenient to travel because. At a young age, your mom's like, no, you can't go outside. As an orca, you are forced to travel because mom and dad go, we have to go to Australia now. That's what has to happen now. You're coming with. And nobody's going to mess with you. And they're very... No, no, nobody's messing with you. Hey, there's a shark. Let's go eat its liver. Cool, let's go. Keep going. We're, we're off to Australia. Bye. <laughs> See you nobody, nobody stops you. And you're quite intelligent, so yeah, man. No, no, I want to be an orca. Absolute dominion in the biggest part of the world. And... Uh... Water. And Which Ryan doesn't it doesn't matter for Ryan if it's clean or not. And and how long do they live live for? I don't know that, but I'd want to come back as an orca, undefeated, unchallenged. People say, "Hey, the lion has it good, king of the jungle." You want to be an orca? I want to be the king of the seas. That's what I want to be. What? Do I, where do I feel like going? Literally on the planet today, I'm going there, and nobody, nobody's going to say anything about it. It's it's the best way to travel to be an orca. I'm telling you. Ah. No, but How long you do they can live? only see the... Sorry. In I, captivity? Well, no, I don't want to live in captivity. Okay. No, I want to, I, I want to be an orca. Dominate, I, I want to go to Cape Town and mm. eat a shark's liver. That's what they do because the, they, they, they're after the iron in the liver. It's a real thing. It's a real problem right now, actually. Yes, uh, great white sharks. Okay, life expectancy for a female is about 50. 50. Oh, perfect. And, and, some live, and some live to be 80 or 90. Get out of here. I'm perfect. dominating the seas for... Oh... Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You've, you've nailed it. Yeah, actually. let's talk to a, a man who has actually lived a life so good in this generation because of pure grit, effort, uh, and not actually like us where he has to imagine a better life uh, all the way from the United States. I'm not sure where he is right now, but uh, the coach, Kerry Keating. Coach, how are you? Doing great. Doing great. How are you guys doing? Sports Center, good to see you back in the seat. Haven't seen you in a while. It, it has been a while. It's, like, it's, um, like I, I've been moving and grooving. Uh, Senzo's back, but I have been moving and grooving and uh, sort of, it's, it's good to be back, you know, it's good to be back. You look great, by the way. You look like you, did you just step off the court? You always look like you're going to go <laughs> through. 
It's mentality. It's mentality. Oh, yeah, you're ready to go. Smart. Never know. How you dress. It's dress for the job you want. <laughs> Exactly. Coach, where do we catch you? Not the life you want after you have that job. I got... I see what he's saying. Already coached. I'm not wearing a suit ever again. That's Love. tough. That's tough. Coach, I hear you. Um, Coach, where do we catch you? Are you are you at home at the moment? I mean, I know you're always moving and grooving and traveling. We're at home right here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Enjoying the, the beautiful weather of the fall shoulder season here in the South. Mm-hmm. And uh, ready for the holidays, we're to come up soon. And for, for those of us who don't know, what is North Carolina like? Is it, um, you, you know, because for most um, people outside of America, they just get the coasts, really. We get New York or we get LA on TV and people think that's all of America. And sometimes Miami. Um, yeah, what's North Carolina like? So what's interesting about North Carolina being on the East Coast, the beaches have uh, warmer weather than the Pacific Coast, I've found. Uh, but they also have some south-facing beaches, not necessarily east, uh, because it juts out and kind of you know goes inland a little bit on the coast there. But where we're at in Raleigh, we're central. We're in the capital of North Carolina, and we're two hours from the beach and pretty much two and a half, three hours from the mountains. So you can get, like last week, uh, my mom was on the beach uh, on the weekend, and we were up in the mountains going to check out all the leaves changing colors, which usually happens about this time in the fall uh, up in the uh, – in the mountainous areas. So what a really tremendous area to kind of explore and get out. Um, you know, a good place for basketball too. Now that we're right in the heart of where uh, NC state, Duke and North Carolina, are all within stones throw where our house is. So we're going to get our share of some good high level college basketball this year too. Now coach, a lot, a lot of people, because everyone's a perfect parent on, uh, on social media. I don't know if you've heard of social media, a place called Twitter, one of the most reliable places in the world. It's where all the adults gather all, all of the right, minded thinking adults gather is that uh, what are we thinking for the um, I, I know you've got a son um, I do mean to put pressure on him but are we thinking uh, st- when did he start basketball are we thinking Duke and we just let's take it to the NBA that way you're retired within sort of five years that's the plan right truly so, so the kid kids have been a little charmed to be around some pretty good college basketball of course you know we, we had a good run at UCLA right before they were born uh, you know, we, we've been doing some media work for the Warriors here during their five-year run of the finals. So they were born out in San Francisco Bay Area in San Jose. Um, older one's a tall one. He's been playing basketball. The younger one still plays basketball, baseball, soccer. They're, they're athletic. Thankfully, their mom was, was a bit, way better athlete than I was when she was in college being a gymnast at UCLA. Uh, but, yeah, they're, uh, they're about to get a, a full-on taste of what ACC and SEC and, and the East Coast basketball are. Now that we're back in this time zone. Oh, wow. So how, when is the first one going to college? Because that, that's the time when we, we, we start having to make some decisions. And uh, what's that conversation like? Because uh, this is a real thing. I think in a pandemic, you, we've learned, oh, kids are dynamic creatures. I'd, lo- I'd love to know from a parent. We, uh, we got some time. So they're, they're, he's, he's in sixth grade to start middle school now. And uh, we haven't really been on, on a – we've been through campus. We, we drove through a few campuses and seen them. Uh, but I would think once we get into that high school, he's probably got three or four more years before he starts to decide what to do. Uh, no influence from his parents, having been obviously uh, West Coast and East Coast uh, educated. Yeah. I think my, myself at Seton Hall in Northeast and her in UCLA. So what I do like about that, though, is we do have a strong base of a family and friends in California and here in the East Coast in North Carolina. So we have you know some good options for them to have. And this is a great – 
educational area. I mean, where we're at right now in Raleigh, Raleigh, Durham, the research triangle area is really lately, you know, you wouldn't know this lately in the United States, be one of the hottest real estate markets in the country, not just because of the, of the, the reshuffling of what COVID has forced for people to work at home, um, but because of, of the, of the educational opportunities here, the talent that is here, the resources that are here. So uh, I'm excited to get them exposed to that as we get moving. Yeah, I mean, th- th- that's really an awesome thing, Coach. And uh, I-, I mean, I couldn't be happier for you as you're, I mean, as you have to raise kids, um, I-, I think it's an important thing, right, to, to kind of be able to uh, ha- have that, you know? Coach, can you hear me? All right, we're going to take a little break. We're having uh, gremlins in the system. Uh, Coach will be back with us on the other side. Cliffcentral.com. Uh, we've got every single gremlin in the world trying to uh, knock us over here, but it, it ain't going to happen. Uh, we, we're far too resilient. Uh, Coach, we, we were having some gremlins there, but you, you know, you got to show some grit. It's the, it's the, it's the fourth quarter. You know, you got to get down there. It's all a challenge. That's just, it. just, just, it's all a test. That's it. Everything's a test. That's it. I say, you know, stay in the zone focus uh but we stay focused all right well good to hear that your kids at least are, are still young enough uh, to kind of enjoy the time with them um and, and that's a fantastic thing because i think yeah. one thing i've realized in uh obviously the pandemic is that family is crucial it, it like i, I it, not everybody is fortunate enough perhaps to have a family and that's also a reality mm. but in my life i'm fortunate to have a great family so Man, it's it's imperative, and I'm delighted for you that you have a relationship with your kids. So keep rocking, uh, Coach. I, I, I long may that go on. Long may that go on for you. Amen. Amen to that. I, I, I'm really um, eager <clears throat> to kind of see what kind of resiliency comes out of the last two years and counting for this this age group that we have. Mm. You know, when they're <clears throat> you know third, fourth, fifth grade, they're kind of coming into some formative thoughts. They're starting to get older, mature, more aware. But I think as adults, you start to, to realize, you know, they're, 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 they do have some level of, of internal grit. Now, clearly, they need guidance. They need, they need leadership. They need to be taken down a path, both with their teachers, with their parents, with their friends, their peer group. You know, I got a lot of sympathy for what the teachers went through here in the U.S. because we were just scrambling and putting them all online. And we assumed in this technological age that they would all be ready just to handle that. We had some of the kids' teachers back in California just couldn't do it, and after a month just basically quit. They couldn't handle managing the class wow. uh, through through 26 different screens. It was very, very difficult. So, you know, to see where the kids are at now, albeit we're moved on a different part of the country in the middle of that, uh, but, you know, specifically where our, who our kids are with in school uh, it's tremendous to see the strength and resiliency that they have. I think it bodes well for the group that emerges out of that in the future to be leaders because of what they've gone through that none of us have gone through at this stage of our lives. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That, is, that, that is just fantastic. Dude. Speaking of a guy, by the way, uh, Coach, before I come to you on this guy, and speaking of maturity and resiliency, is there is a guy born in Australia who is being an electric factory right now. I mean, he, he's one of the most enigmatic... <laughs> you know, polarizing figures, I think. And he's so desperate to be an icon. And I, I, I've, I'm yet to see an icon in the history of mankind who's manufactured themselves to be an icon. So I think he's headed down the wrong path if he if he keeps doing what he's doing for what he wants because he's so desperate, I think, to be an icon. And icons, I'm, I'm afraid, Muhammad Ali did not fake it. But 
census here, but this guy called uh, Kyrie Irving is, it's an interesting thing to, to try and observe, you know, mm. like th- sometimes we forget that these superhumans is, they're still human beings. They're mm. capable of being deeply flawed on a human level. Yeah. And Kyrie Irving is what, like, like what does he elicit in you? Like, uh, cause I know you're a big sports and pop culture fan. Mm. And Ky- I think Kyrie is trying to straddle that, that line of being an icon and a, a megastar at the same time. I don't know. You said nicely. Um, keep the main thing the main thing. And now, for me, now it seems forced. It seems forced. You know what I mean? You know, you're not. You, if you want to be an icon and you want people to talk about you, you're not doing it the way he's doing it right now. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work because it seems forced and cultivated. And you know, I think he wants it. He wants to be the beacon of light so badly. You know what I mean? Mm. You don't tell people you're the beacon of light. Yeah. People gravitate towards you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it, let it happen organically. And it's, it's, it's okay. Not all of us are meant to be the beacon of light, which is all right. Which is all right you know what I mean? So, Coach, I, I mean, th- th- those are great words from, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, sense of it, very super wise. But Kyrie Irving, I think there was a stage where I kind of, I found him hysterical with the flat earth stuff. And, you know, when, when he decided now I want to leave LeBron and he went to Boston and I was like, okay, this guy's clearly uh, bonkers. But okay, and then I thought it was funny at a stage, you know, I just thought, oh, this guy's all over the place. And as we see here, Bleacher Report, and of course, the guy who's plugged into NBA, he is the Fabrizio Romano of the NBA, a guy called Shams Charania, who's plugged in. Shams Charania says, Kyrie Irving will not be offered a contract extension by the Nets moving forward. For those who don't know, Kyrie Irving rarely used as a pawn by the Brooklyn Nets because KD, from what is being reported, would go wherever Kyrie Irving went. I think it's becoming clear now is we're going to tolerate the nonsense because we knew it was coming. Uh, but we, we, we want that six foot 11 guy who can shoot it from anywhere and has incredible handles. But coach, just, uh, you know, before I, I, I don't want to frame your answer. So just your thoughts on before you answer the situation that's playing out in Brooklyn, what, what are your thoughts having dealt with so many athletes? Because they're different people, uh, I would imagine to get to that level and be that talented. The world treats you differently. What are your thoughts on Kyrie Irving? I'd, I'd just like to know your, your, your thoughts, if you have any to share with us. You know, it's, it's, um, I think it's still yet to be determined the real reason behind all this. You know, this is something that has been left up to individuals to decide, and clearly it should be. Um, but this is also crossing an interesting line of, of the, the NBA Players Association, the NBA commissioner's office, the state lines that we have here, because this is really not an NBA issue as much as the New York state issue. You know, Andrew Wiggins was faced a little bit with this in San Francisco because of the mandate in San Francisco. And he eventually succumbed to that. I shouldn't say succumbed to that, just decided to uh, reverse course and and get the shot. Um, You know, this, this is more of a new, this would not be really be an issue if Kyrie didn't play for a team in New York. So I think when you start with that first, the clarity needs to be made there, that that it's really not an NBA versus the player issue, because I think it was heavily suggested, you know, I was hoping that they would have a hundred percent attendance on that, if you will. And, you know, there's a few players that haven't Bradley Beal, for instance, has not gotten vaccinated, but is still playing because he does not live in New York. So, I, I think you brought up an interesting point in this that that, I, that would provide a little bit more clarity in this because clearly Kyrie is 
taking matters into his own hands, going on his Instagram live, trying to, to voice a certain reasoning way of thinking that no one can kind of come to a conclusion is, is universally understood. I think the guy in this that really has a chance to come out and, and explain a little bit more is KD because you, you brought up a point that KD could have gone anywhere. He decided to go with Kyrie to Brooklyn. And of course, James Harden there too is what, what exactly is the impetus of all this from the team's perspective? Because at the end of the day, it's an individual decision, but it's a team sport, right? And, and that team was really relying on Kyrie to be potentially one of, if not the odds-on favorite, to win the NBA title this year. You know, this is a team that clearly has that type of, of ability. So personal decisions about, about the shot aside, I'm really curious first, to hear really if Katie can emerge from this and explain how he really feels about that, given the fact that one of the reasons, if not the main reason, he made a decision to play there was, in fact, his relationship with Kyrie. And maybe that will kind of help give us an idea if we should support his decision or if we, if, if we don't, you know, as fans. Mm. Um, Kyrie clearly has some dynamic, dynamic thoughts about him now, <laughs> you know, and, and – you know, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But I'll, but 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 from a from a basketball standpoint, I think it's unfortunate for fans. I think it's unfortunate for the league because this is clearly one of the more talented players, and and the players really respect Kyrie as a player, maybe more than anything else. I think they respect his talent, um, maybe more than anything else, and, and that's that's going to be a a, um, a little bit of a, of a hole that we're going to have to fill in somehow this season because I think the season's off to a great start. A lot of great young players. And there, look, there are young players in this league that, that are looking up to these guys to kind of see how it should be done. So, you know, it, it'll be it'll be fascinating to see how it plays out. Um, it, it looks like he's not going to do it. It looks like he's not going to do it. And, and, you know, whether or not this kind of dissipates and he just fades off, he, he insists he's not done playing. Yeah. But I think as, as the tweet mentioned, with them not re-signing him, you know, he'll be – someone will sign him. Some, someone will take him, of course, yeah. you know. And by that time, by that time, maybe maybe the vaccine and the mandates and, and everything that we have to deal with with the with the pandemic will be a little bit more in hand and understandable. But yeah, I I, I wish that it wasn't about that. But this is clearly one of the the challenges that this pandemic, among others, has brought upon us. Now, coach, you said a really interesting word there that I've always been fascinated with. You, you said the talent, uh, his talent. The players respect him for the talent. For you as a coach, right? Is at what stage, because you, you, you've been exposed to uh, all sorts of talent uh, where you were in charge or whether you were part of a, a coaching team staff, is that at what point do you say, you know, the production versus the tolerance you're giving me, I don't care how talented you are, now we're having to, um, do, do you gather as a coaching staff or does the head coach have to tell everybody that, nah, listen, this guy, we're having to tolerate too much. Yes, he's going to give us 30, 10 and 5 guaranteed as he rolls out of bed or whatever he may give you. But at some point, does does this talent get outweighed by the, the the sort of, for lack of a better term, poison that starts to get into the dressing room and the rest of the culture? Is there a point where you think Kyrie might be nearing that, or do you think we're way off that because he's he's an off the chart talent? You know, what's interesting is is the the difference between that exact scenario as a college coach and as a pro coach but even on a micro level as a college assistant, because these, these conversations happen a lot. Now, maybe not on this extreme level 
and maybe not to that level of talent, but relative to your roster in college, that answer can be in the same room in two different come in two different forms. From the head coach, he's just trying to eliminate distractions. He's trying to eliminate the problems. He can coach the team and get on. From the assistant coach who has to go get the players for him, he's like, hey, coach, now, I mean, we're getting 20 and five. We're getting 25 and six from this guy. You sure you want to, you know, like, I don't know if I can go out and find that again, right? But then the head coach is like, look, I'm done with this guy. Like, because the head coach has to assume all the responsibilities. So, but, you know, in, in the college, in the college setting, you do at least have had, and that's changing too, as we've talked about, that that's going to become more of a business entity in the future too. So we're at the precipice now where this may not be the sentiment that it's been in, in the past. You're trying to take these opportunities to teach and, and, and to educate because that's what you're really there for at the root. You know, you are there to play and compete and you pay the coach, but and at the root you're there to educate and help foster growth. Look, I, I, I've been through issues, albeit not not at this extreme, um, that you that you hope that they can kind of turn it around. And for the most part, they do. You know, most most kids need and want to be coached, even though they may resist it. Now, flip this to the pro side, where this is this is really now a business decision. You know, you're talking about a guy getting paid, you know, two hundred million dollars or plus. Um, there's a fine line between the the, the loyalty to you know, that contract that he signed, I mean, he's in, in, involved in a contract mm-hmm. and he's got an obligation to the team uh, as an entity to, you know, for the fans, for his teammates, uh, for his coaches. Uh, I haven't seen Steve Nash uh, really come out other than try to eliminate the distraction uh, and move on because really it's out of his hands. It's up to the front office and the front office has said, you know, we're not going to, we're, we're not going to renew his contract. He's not going to be a partial part of the team. That was the start of it when the GM came out and said, we're not going to let him be a partial part of the team, basically a road player for us yeah. because it's just too hard to manage that. So yeah, I, this is, this, this brings up a, 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 an even bigger point is where the league is going towards and has been more of a player run entity. Yeah. And this is really the first challenge where the players aren't really running it, even though they, he's trying to, yeah. you know, because so, coach, in the end, before I let you go, yeah, before I let you go, because I think that that's a, that's a massive conversation. I just want to quickly finish off on, on Kyrie Irving because, it, you, you know, at some stage when you get $33 million a year, I'm mm. sorry, it is a business. It's like, at what stage do we actually start to worry? Because this is not normal. I don't care how much money you've got. Is that I do now actually worry that he's actually it's, – it's difficult today in this day and age. I don't know if it's all firing the way it should upstairs because this is absurd behavior I don't care how much money he may have at home or whatever. It's now becoming sort of there's a body of work of inexplicable behavior for this human being, right? On the side of it, like I'm just worried about him as a person now because once basketball goes away, the Kyrie that we see now will continue to live. You know, he's a human being who it's yeah. just that we get to see the, the the behavior. Is there any thought in your mind to go? Maybe he needs to be pulled away from the limelight and somebody needs to help him because I'm starting to believe that. But maybe you've worked with extremely talented people. Are they just, is he just on the extreme side of eccentric? It's an interesting question. And obviously only one he can really answer. So, so I think to your point that even if basketball, even temporarily is removed, he's not going to be removed from this spotlight because certainly now with social media, bringing everything in, 
and certainly ones that have this dynamic thought process that may or may not be fact-checked if it is that type of, of process. This is a, a personal decision he's making that a lot of people just really can't fathom because of the amount of money involved in this. So you have you know, personal, personal choices and, and, and thoughts, you have the business of this, and then you have just the throng of people out there, and especially with what we're going on, what we're all going through right now. And it's caused a lot of people to do a lot of crazy things mm. um, individually and collectively. So, you know, from the general perspective of trying to to live the way we've been trained to or, 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 or amenable to, like, hey, live your life, do your best, yeah. you know. And now you have generational wealth. I, I think that's the thing that really, you know, has moved the needle for me in this thought process of the amount of, of finances that these mm-hmm. basketball players are able to to attain and manage. You know, with, with what the guys like LeBron James have done with his 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 brand yeah. are phenomenal, and to be able to positively affect generations past you, you know, to, to leave a living legacy while you're still like while you're still here to see it. Yeah is really, really hard to, to come by. And that, that's really what's hard to swallow is he's got a chance to really be influential. And you just hope that this isn't something that's influencing in the wrong way. Uh, you know, time will tell. And he's going to have his opportunity because he's going to have all year to think about it because he doesn't have to play. <laughs> he's going to have all year to talk about it because he's not playing, well, right? See. So you may be right. You may be right. I mean, we're clearly in, a, in cert- certainly over here in the States in a little bit of a mental health uh, crisis, if you will. Uh, that's been exacerbated by the pandemic. Um, and we need to keep, you know, keep looking out and supporting each other and making sure that we see early warning signs, even if they're that public, yeah. that we may need just – everybody needs somebody. Absolutely. You know, every, every, everybody – we're all here together, right? We're not we're all here alone. Everybody needs somebody. Go talk to someone. Go find out. But but lean on your, your support system. But but realize that there are people here to help. And, you know, if that's what he needs, hopefully he goes out and gets that. No man is an island. I hope he doesn't go on a, on a Zoom call again with the lady from Sex in the City uh, so she can become the mayor as a support group because that's not the place to find it. Uh, it was the redhead lady, by the way. Uh, Senator Steba, what you got, pal? So, Coach, my question is, like, let's say somebody exhibits this kind of behavior, right? And you as a head coach uh, have to deal with it. Do you come from him from a standpoint of saying, look, right, you are letting down the people around you and you are letting down people who are dependent on you? Or do you purely come at him like as a father and you say, look out for yourself and do do what's best for you? You know, just look out for your mental health and your mental well-being. How would you approach the situation if you had to have a talk with him? It's a a combination of both because I I think unlike – Look, I'm not alone in this. I think a lot of coaches choose to treat their team as as a family, if you will. I mean, there's there's a you say that because you want them to feel that way, but in how you operate and how you treat them is really where the, where the rubber meets the road. And and, and when you're up against times of um, you know trouble, and when you have a little conflict, you usually want the team to work that out with each other. But when someone's in pain or in need or or in need of healing. You know, you want to be there as the father figure to help them see through that because they're still growing. They're still maturing. And when you're talking about these college kids that are in this dynamic environment that changes whether they're an athlete or not and all the people that are around them. And this is, you know, one of the things why college can be so good. It's one of the things why college can be so difficult. You know, I don't think it's necessarily bad because you've chosen to show up and take advantage of it, especially here in the system that we have. But that system's under duress a little bit. I think it's become too too business-like in higher education, almost to the point where they're using the – I wouldn't say using, they're treating the kids 
as pawns more than students sometimes. You know, by and large, there is a phenomenal amount of, of educational opportunities over here. Almost all of them are. Yeah. You choose to go to those schools because of the individual resources, but you're going to struggle. So you have a unique opportunity to have your own group within that ecosystem and really nurture them and help them. That's why athletes, especially here in the States, are always, you know, seemingly in these leadership positions and highly sought after in the job market because they have to answer the bell. You know, they have the clock is running. It's a reckoning. You know, they have yeah. to make decisions. Every day is a reckoning. Yeah. Nick Saban says every day is a reckoning. I knew you were going to go there with that because he said that the other day about, you know, when he grew up and he sat down at the table and said, hey, every day we sat down. My dad put his fist down and said, it's going to be a reckoning. Did you do what you're supposed to do? I don't want us to lose that, but I want us also to understand times change, right? Like, you know, technology has helped us, even though in some ways it can hurt. It's helped us. The development of all of the industries have really helped, even though some of them can be detrimental yeah. to some. Yeah. So we have to, you know, harness that good. I, you know, we brought this up earlier between when you guys were speaking. Like, I am a little bit of a believer in some karma. I, I, I do believe that, you know, but, but in the sense of this, that there, there's a theory that, that, that if, you, if you are thinking about something and you're focused on it, you're going to see it a lot more. Sure. You know, like, like when you, when you, When you happen to buy a car you never thought you were going to buy before, all of a sudden you see all those cars. If you buy a Honda Accord you never thought, you're going to start seeing all the Honda Accords because you're focused on that. Yeah. So I think karma can be directed towards your focus. And back to Senzo's question about the collective group, when you have you know, a, a player in duress, you want to be there for him to individually support because we're all looking for that one person that can really help pull us through or get us straight. But I think the collective group in this team is what makes the team sport aspect so unique and so special is that you have brotherhood. You know, you have sisterhood. Yeah. And it expands sometimes beyond the team to the other teams. And, and there's really, at the end of the day, what do we do? What are we doing? We're competing to make each other better. And sometimes you lose, sometimes you win, but you get something out of it every time. Every time you lose, there's an opportunity to learn from it so it doesn't happen again. So that we're all doing this together to support each other because, look, Even though we all want to come back as Richard Branson or a cockroach or a big, big old killer whale, we're only here. We're only here once. It's true. We're only we're only here once to make it good. Let's make it as best we can. Let's make sure we lean on the other people to help us do that if we can. What would you come back as? I, I said an orca. Yeah. But what, have you ever thought about should the comic existence uh, come? Would you want to be like a tiger or? I, I don't know. There's a lot of good basketball players that I like to come back. <laughs> I, I like to come back. As, as, As a be much better athlete than a coach. I'd rather be a player than a coach in my next life. But there's a lot of guys out there whose lives I wouldn't mind having the second go around. I don't know if it would be an animal, though, although I, that, that would be interesting to, to give it some thought. So I'd have to think some more about it. If I only had one, I, you know, where, I, where I'd spend it. Well, so we'll, we'll see. Speaking of an animal or a human that we're not sure about, a man who is displaying some animalistic behavior, although he is a very uh, sensational human being at what he does, is... Ben Simmons, extremely tall, can't shoot a layup anymore because of whatever's going on. And, I mean, that tails off from uh, Kyrie quite nicely. And uh, he's creating some kind of karma. I mean, pitching up in, in, in joggers and, uh, and a cell phone in my pocket. I'm from Australia. He's from Australia as well, huh? Yeah. It's an Australian thing. You, you, you think there's something in that Australian water? Because, yeah. I mean, they are strange. I mean, uh, <laughs> Wollongong and Kookaburra, uh, yeah, living in a place like that is... I mean, so, so Coach, let, let's talk through it. Uh, ben Simmons, sensational scenes that I, 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 I mean, there he is. I mean, that, that's a guy at practice. Everybody behind him in full-on Philly kit, not me. I'm in joggers, 
and a, a completely different sweatshirt as well. It's but LeBron does it as well. No, but he, that's LeBron James. <laughs> I mean, you, you got to know your place. Is that he's pitched up in joggers. But what LeBron doesn't do is pitch up with his cell phone Suffering. in his pocket because he's unhappy in a situation that's gotten very, very ugly. Now, Coach, you would have been in this one uh, enough times where the, every, every one of these guys thinks they're the guy, right? And Ben Simmons' situation, after what Doc Rivers said, and uh, Joel has now just come out and said it like flat out. This morning I was reading reports that um, Joel has come out and said, we are not going to babysit anybody I mean, if you want your co-pilot, um, do you, you know, if you say to the to the everyone in the plane that everything's okay, and then your co-pilot immediately announces, actually, uh, the engine on the left is on fire, that puts an institution in trouble. Um, <laughs> ben Simmons, no, no, coach Ben Simmons, in your mind as a coach, and just from a professional perspective, is he doing it the right way because it's a business and 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 teams will get rid of players like that? Drop of a hat. Everybody always says you're being a bad. Or is this just madness? Is, is, is this complete madness? Have we descended into a scary place? And is this not what we want from uh, college guys and, the, and, and rookies looking at? Well, just your thoughts on this guy. Incredible, Ben Simmons. Cell phone in the pocket. Yeah, this is, this is an interesting one. Um, this is an all-star talent who has a deficiency in his game, right? He can't shoot successfully and something that we would expect all-stars to do. Um, you know, he's a little bit of a product of this new way of, of individuals coming up in in the game and talented ones at that, albeit not here in the States, starting in Australia. He did go to college at LSU, so it shouldn't be a surprise as to what he can and can't do because the basis of that was on display when he was at LSU. Um, I, I think there's a little bit of shared responsibility in this and how he got to this point. You know, clearly the, the, the majority of that falls on, on the player himself, just to understand his situation and make the best of it, especially as we just referenced in our last segment, he's getting paid a lot of money to do that. You know, find a way, you know, find a way to make it work as to what they'd ask you to do. I think that's where the, where, where the problem lies really is what they've asked him to do and what they've asked him to be. You know, I, I read something as I was going through this, getting ready for the, the season to start that even though he's an all-star at the position he's playing he may actually be playing the wrong position for the way the game is being played. Now, the way the game is being played, especially the way that the Sixers play through Joel Embiid, it, it may not be the best fit for him. And it's just kind of festered. And, of course, they've gone through a coaching change. They've gone through an ownership change. They've gone through a, G, a GM change, I should say. You know, so the, the people that are guiding him, the people that, are, that are, are helping him, that are putting him in a position to succeed – you know, that changed, and it may not be the best for someone who doesn't, doesn't handle change well. Clearly, he doesn't handle change well, you know. So when you, when you come up as an individual in a team sport, and this is happening now over here in the States too. It's trickling down even to the grade school level. Yeah. It's become individual. In, work out individual. Work on your individual skills. But at the end of the day, this is still a team sport. You know, you, you, we, we still have the Warriors kind of holding on to one of the greatest individuals to ever play the game, Steph Curry. Yeah but they play the game in a team environment. There's the opposite extreme of someone who understands how his individual talent can affect the team in a positive way. So, so there's a big disconnect here, and it's not going to end well in Philly. He's listing his house for sale, Jersey. He's, he's clearly not one foot out the door. He's two feet out the door with his head sticking in just to check it out. Just to like, see like, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to see that in here, right? So I'm, I'm, he's checking it out. So 
someone's going to close that door on them real soon. What what I think is is really happening uh, that could be detrimental to his future is it's kind of exposing him a little bit as an individual part of the team, and if he can handle being that part in a different environment. So, yeah, I don't I don't I don't think it bodes well for for the for uh, for future players to take on this track because look, at the end of the day, it's it's a game. You know, it's a game, but it's a job. Well said. And show up and do your job, you know, and and, and your responsibility. Um, but, yeah, it's unfortunate to see that it's gotten to this point because clearly he could have a place in the league. I wish it was, it was in a place where I think the next person has a chance to, to mold him, maybe, maybe move him to a different position on the floor, maybe more of a low post type, you know, player that doesn't play with the ball in the, in the top of the court because he can't shoot it. Get him closer to the basket. And, and operate from there. There's clearly a place to do that, but the game is not really set up that way, the way that it's being played across the league now. Got you. Senzo, what you got, Tom? Yeah, like, for me, just with this whole Ben Simmons thing, like, for me, it's, it kind of sounds like because you failed to do your part on your end, now we must all suffer. And, like, for me, just just show up. Like, you know what I mean? It's nothing, like, it's, n- it's nothing serious. It's not going to kill you or whatever, but just show up. Don't flake. Don't quit on people. And coach, I mean, I mean, that's an extremely important point, and you kind of touched on it, and I, and I do want to touch on it because, um, you, you know, part of winning is, and I was talking about it on another show that I'm on this morning about, you know, back in the day, uh, we used to get disabused of this notion that the whole world's about, uh, about us across the world is there was conscription, right? And the first thing you do in the military. And if you look at the great sports teams, and I know he's a scoundrel, but I believe Bill Belichick doesn't get enough credit for building that dynasty because we live on Instagram now and we just give Tom Brady credit, is that everybody at the Patriots, you do not matter. You are a Patriot when you come in here. The only person he's ever let get away with it is Gronk. Gronk is the only person, the greatest tight end to ever live, is the only person who got to be themselves and largely went unchecked. But what Belichick said is when you come here, and I think Shannon Sharp puts it beautifully, is that he says, don't check your ego at the door, leave it at home. Because if you leave it at the door, you might go back and fetch it. Is Belichick says, when you come here, like the military, and he comes from a military family, which is why I think uh, Belichick, uh, Belichick runs it as he runs it, is that, are we getting away from that? Is And it, you, you know what? Sportsmen come from the society, right? And it's, it, it's it, you know, it's an indicator where our society is going. It's like, the world is not about you. Yes, we are, this is our world and we must do something with it. Is do you think it's a product of the hyper individualism in our society as well? And I know it's a rather far fetched question, but I do think sportsmen come from the society, and and, and I mean these you cannot be this entitled, can you? Like it's not all about you. We want to win, dude. That was uh, the famous uh, Kobe line. There's no I in team, but he said, "But there is in win." <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, there's a fine line. And, and if you're going to be that bold to be that guy, I mean, Kobe's on a whole different level. Obviously, he was, rest in peace. But, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're always going to be challenged as a coach to have to deal with individual attributes and skill sets and mentalities um, on the team. And, and it's your job to blend them. It, at the higher level, it's the GM and, and the player personnel's job to make sure you have the right personalities in there. And again, it goes back, I think, to your initial question at the start, where how much, how much of the drama can you tolerate that will, that will not take away from the production? And is it, is it taking away from the production of the others in the team? You know, there's, there's, there's mantras, there's, there's, there's themes, there's ways of doing it. Clearly, Belichick was a do-your-job type guy. So I think you, you hire 
you sign, you recruit, you build to that mantra. And, and, and you want to keep that consistent and you want to go out and find the guys who are going to fit that mold and fit that theme and fit that way of doing things the best and hope that there are guys in there just as talented as the other team has because at the end of the day, it's going to be a talent game. And the more talented team usually is the team that wins uh, at the very end. So uh, it's always going to be a, a daily struggle for a coach if he keep, has to constantly keep coaching you to get to where you need to be before you even start playing. I'm with you. you know, and, and this is probably why you're such a big saving guy because, again, he has, he has a reckoning with guys. But I, I, one thing about that, though, and just to use that because I, I know it resonates a little bit, he does have an overall bigger picture and understanding, it seems, of forgiveness for mistakes that are just going to happen. You know, hopefully they don't become mistakes that, that magnify and multiply to take away the bigger opportunity because it's a stepping stone towards, you know, life-changing money as an athlete. Sure. You know, but he's trying to protect the, his entity from – all of the outside factors that are sort of pressing down and pressing down and pressing down and seemingly trying to infiltrate all the bubbles to, to pop them, right. To see if they can break. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic now that we have that now that that coaches didn't have in the last two decades where, you know, sports radio is one thing, but it was on for a couple hours. You listen to it when you drive to work or drive home and that was it. Now it's 24 seven. Oh yeah. Man, it's 25. It, 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 it never stops, right? Like it's all the time. So it's, and, you know, it can affect it can affect your team because you never know what you're reading, what you want to believe, and, and the mentality of the appreciation or lack thereof or the criticism can affect your players. So you don't want to have that affect their decision-making process at any time. And, and I think, you know, to your point, uh, for, for all of the it's a new time, is that if we talk of the uh, sort of the dynasties that we've just seen, probably let's just say in the last uh, sort of 20 years. We've got Povich, Popovich, uh, the most boring team in the history of mankind, really the mayonnaise of teams. But that great dynasty, right? Tony Paquet, because he's, he's a Frenchman. Uh, shout out to him and Eva Langoria. I think they got divorced thoughts and prayers there. Um, but then you came forward and then you've got the, the, the Golden State Warriors because LeBron James must be seen as an, an, an anomaly, right? We may never have seen anything like him in basketball in, t- in terms of being a Swiss army knife. So let's not use him. He, he's a walking dynasty, is that? But the two great dynasties that have come have not had great individuals do things on their own. I mean, under Popovich, that great team, they got five. Tim Duncan, of course, all-timer. But, I mean, he's not exactly – he's not, he's not going to be in the LeBron-Kobe conversation. Is The great thing about Tim Duncan is I'll take less money – I'll disappear and I want no credit and I've got the worst genes in the world, obviously. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go and uh, Google t- uh, Tim Duncan, worst dress sense ever, but he doesn't <laughs> care. It is exactly who he was. Is I don't Selfless. care. I, I just, I don't care. Let's win, Pop, and I'll take less money so that there can be an extra, you, you know, we can have Manu Ginobili, uh, who, who really should be starting in the NBA. He can be our sixth man. Is That's the type of thing where... They've, that's where greatness comes when everybody, I believe, and then you look at Belichick and then you look at the, like you said, Steph Curry and what they produced. Steph is incredible to me is that mm. he will go down as a figure that'll be, he, they may even name the, the, the trophy after him in 50 years time, right? Cause he's revolutionized and, and completely changed the game. And he let KD come in and said, this is your team. Like people don't do that. People, nobody, what alpha male who is the dog, but that tells you, I'm self-aware. It's not about me. You know what it's about. I want to be great. Is that, oh, that guy's going to give us a, uh, the, the trophy at the end of the year. Great. Let's, I want to lean into that. 
And, you know, to, I, th- I thought you made such a great point, and I, I wanted to kind of um, sort of punctuate that and say, in order to be great, talent will win you one title, right? If you want to be dynastic, the last two dynasties have been no ego, no, no ego. It, it cannot and will not work here, which is why I think the Golden State Warriors in the end, it spat KD out because for all of his talent, he's got a massive insecure ego. And, and now we're seeing it playing out. And I just think he would never have lasted at Golden State because we're not giving you any credit, Paul. We expect you to be a part of the team. There's a um, there's a lot to unpack. I was fortunate to get a front row seat for five years to Steph and, and LeBron competing at the end of the year and, and see it firsthand. And, and and having been in the world of recruiting in college basketball when LeBron was in high school and seeing the very, very beginning emergence of that, I, I've actually come to really respect – LeBron a lot more uh, for what he's doing and done because I think that really is the future model for what these individual players like. Look what we're talking about. We're talking about Kyrie and Ben Simmons mm. who have done everything that LeBron hasn't done. LeBron took took a core group of, of loyal friends and his group right now and Maverick and Rich and, and, and the group. He's and he basically down. said, you know, we're, we're going to do this together. Now I'm going to be at the head of the snake but we're all going to move together. The snake moves and everything else moves with it. And he's really kind of changed the way that business can be done at the very, very highest level. Now, Maverick and Rich and, and, and so, so on, they have to be talented in their own right. But credit to LeBron for being around that social circle when they were in high school together. And now they've changed the way that business is done for all of them. Each, each and every one of them has a chance to make their mark. But LeBron is still playing at the very highest level. And now you remove all that, and he's in these debates about the greatest player of all time. Mm. Take Steph, on the other hand, who's in a different track, equally as successful, equally as as wealthy. Uh, But but what's interesting about Steph is when you hear quickly how new teammates to him and and supporting teammates – are effusive in their praise of him mm-hmm. and how he does things in the team. They both get the same results more often than not. They get to the end of the season, they have a chance to win a championship. So clearly we're talking about those are the two best players. Now Giannis may be inserting himself into that now and clearly is off to a really good start uh, this season after the championship. So you might have a, another way of doing it now that may be a combination of both because look what Giannis is doing. His brothers are on rosters. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. I saw I saw the younger brother play in college when he was a freshman at Dayton. I saw him firsthand. I went to go scout for the Houston Rockets at the time. And I was like, hey, you know, he's got the, 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 the family genes. He's long. He can run. I don't think he's skilled enough to play in the NBA. Well, damn, lo and behold, not only is he playing, so is his other brother. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all because – And the other guy got a title, by the way. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I'm telling you, that's one of the more – under underrated things that's happened short term, but but again in the same vein, you you can surround yourself, and this this is a little bit of of time where we talked about already. But surrounding yourself with the right people, albeit family and friends, mm. which all three of these guys have, affects the team in such a positive way when they see what you're doing. You can't help but want to emulate that and, and, and duplicate that in your own right while you're a part of the team and while you have your own inner circle. I mean, clearly it's working. Eh? The thing with Steph is, is yet to be determined. I, I think Steph has has. <laughs> I think he's on track to, to possibly make all three of those guys will be at the top of the MVP run again. 
there's no question that that, that there will be. And, and and for but you look at Giannis's body, look at Steph, you look at LeBron, you look at Steph. He's every man. Like there's a relational ability there because of his size, yeah. but his ability is outworldly. But clearly, these guys have been have been raised in different ways, different parts of the country, different dynamics, different areas of the world. Obviously, with Giannis in Greece, but with Steph and LeBron, you know they they've successfully navigated through all the noise to control it. Yeah. But to control it in a popular way where they can affect others, so everything goes through them and then back out. It doesn't go through them and stay there. I, I tip my cap to them and really look forward to seeing what this season and beyond brings and the precedent they can set for future generations in the NBA. Coach, I want to close this out. Uh, that, 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 that's a really awesome thing. Is Now, both of these young men, talented, hugely talented, Is but we are in business. And they, every business needs a CEO. And the NBA's one is um, it's called the commissioner, right? And I, I'd, li- I'd just like to hear your thoughts here because I've had my thoughts on this. But... Adam Silver is in a position now because we know these guys, they're, they're like a bit of a legacy. Like, well, what did I leave for the game? They, they all do. They're like uh, Stern before him. You know, he, he wanted to be to be the guy who took it to the world. That's why he can't, okay, let kind of Jordan do what he does. Hey, the gambling stuff. Oh, 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 let's not talk about that. Michael, go take a break in basketball while we, we let that. You, you know, he wanted to leave the legacy of I took it international with Michael. I was that guy. Adam Silver's in an interesting position, in my opinion. Um, the CBA, uh, and, and obviously that, that, that collective bargaining, puts them in a situation, I believe, with the NBPA, uh, right? So the Players Association is, is there a battle between league and, and, and the players and the association? And has LeBron tipped it in the players' favor so much now that Adam Silver, instead of working for the owners like he should, is he starting to work for the players because they're becoming such big stars? And is, is that good or bad for basketball? Adam Silver probably has a countdown clock in his office to when that CBA is able to be mutually opted <laughs> out after next season. Yeah. Or when the CBA is actually, this current CBA is up after 2023-24. Because he knows that's that's the clock that matters. Yeah. If he can avoid a lockout in the next CBA and, and manipulate that for the next seven years, I think that really will cement his legacy, whatever it may be, whatever the terms that are. That's really the reckoning for Adam Silver. Is can he get that CBA done to where, one, he avoids a lockout, but, two, he sets up the next seven years or so for either himself or the next behind him to seamlessly transition into the future because this is not David Stern's league anymore. This is Adam Silver's league now. He's done a great job of, you know, taking those reins and and, and molding them into the current form. And I think the players, for the most part, are happy with that. You know, there's a good player-coach relationship, player-admin relationship there. That's, that clock is ticking, though. It's going to come fast. And he's, he's really fortunate that what we went through now happened in the prior two years and not in these next two years because that's really where the rubber is going to meet the road is, is when those two sides come together to set the table for the next generation. Wow. One, who's going to set it on the player's side? Two, how is Adam going to be able to work with them? And, and I, I think we do have some good leadership for the players at the top that are still connected to the generations before that it doesn't have not gone completely off the rails. Uh, but... We're being challenged. We're being challenged with some some guys who have influence, the oh, yeah. Kyrie's, the Ben Simmons of the world. Like we got to make sure that we have leadership at the top. And I think as long as LeBron, Steph, even a guy like Andre Iguodala is around, to influence that Players Association properly. We need them to all come together in the, in the next year or two when that next CBA comes. That's Adam Silver's reckoning coming up. And uh, you know, it's really interesting. I'm, I'm looking to see what happens with Chris Paul because he, he's so polarizing. 
there are so many guys in the league that are just a retired Stacks. I mean, you, you, I don't know if you heard what Stacks had to say about him. Is that he is not about Chris Paul, and he's, I mean, he's letting it all spill out to say players do not like Chris Paul. So there's also not just Silver. Is Chris Paul's going to be in a position like you say in two years? Are you, hey, uh, coach, you've just said something here. Are we thinking a lockout is possible? Oh, it's always possible. It's any time that they have to redo that, it's always possible. And I think because of all the pressure dynamics that we're surrounding ourselves with right now, that's going to become more more relevant or more prevalent as we get closer. Hopefully we can avoid that. They can restructure it. But you know, this is the one where, where it'll be the biggest challenge, I think, to, to, to the future of the CBA and, and their relationship with the commissioner, I think, is this one coming up. Adam Silver may need to go on... Uh, uh, Actually, how you say it, coach, is task human. I, I know there's a lot of task human talk over there. <laughs> task human. Adam Silver may need to go on to task human, log on there, crash, boom, bang. I need somebody to actually help me because I'm about to be stressed out for the next year or so. And you know Chris Paul wants to leave a legacy as well. You know he's going to bring a ridiculous deal forward to end it off and then go, guys, I, because, I, I, hey, listen, everybody wants that position. Chris Paul, is. everybody wants to be that guy because that's why... Listen, they may or may not be real friends. He, I don't know if he's part of the Banana Boat crew, but he wants to be friends with LeBron. He knows what it is to be in his position. Chris Paul's an extremely smart guy. I, 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 I admire him because it's a position you want and don't want at the same time. So Adam Silver, a, a, a task human is something you're going to need on your phone. Coach, you're incredible. I'm, hey, lo, like, let's be honest. I love LeBron James, but those geriatrics, they ain't going to get it done, huh? It ain't going to happen. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just wish you were just, you know, Take take the headband off, take it down, go go dome, nice and clean, and just just let it rip. But man, kudos to him for still being able to play at this level this late. It's it's uh, he and Tom Brady are, are defying odds and logic. They will definitely come back as orcas. They're already here as orcas. They're just living in different bodies. They're going to come back as the biggest orca ever. Those two guys. Most orcas want to come back as uh, Tom Brady and LeBron James. I, I do hear coach as we there leave. I want I want to teach you a word <laughs> that LeBron should. So my hairstyle. Uh, Senzo will tell you, uh, Senzo, maybe you can tell, uh, LeBron James, um, in, in Betty what, what, what sort of haircut. So give us a second. Uh, so Senzo's gonna teach you, uh, a word in, it's Sepedi or, or Northern Sotu, um, of, of what this hairstyle is called and what LeBron should do. Senzo, take it away, pal. It's called a Lituadi. A Lituadi. So. Lituadi. Yeah. Yes. That's what LeBron should do. Yes, you'd hit a Lituadi, like clean shave, you know. It's, it's age appropriate for his age now and he's respected like he doesn't need to be wearing a headband you know he's proved he's proved it to us let it go lebron let it go you've done enough right, coach let, let it go <laughs> just hit a Lituari. lebron you, you've already you've clocked the game come on you're an inspiration and an icon coach Kerry keating you're awesome i look forward to seeing you next week and i hope you don't three putt today no, no three putts allowed. Fantastic. Oh, <laughs> you got to love no three putts allowed. Ladies and gentlemen, Senzo Satebe, uh, great to have you in, pal. Thanks, bro. Thanks for having me. Good Always stuff bro. today. Good stuff. Always great to have you. To the boys in the back, great stuff. The Gremlins tried to come for us, but uh, it's not going to derail us. James Ilsley's mother is in town, folks. That's great news for one of them. Now, I don't know if that's good news for James or for his mom. One of them is less happy than the other. Um, James is ecstatic. I can tell you that. Is his mom as ecstatic? Is there a reason why his mom's not staying at James's house? There may be a reason for that. I mean, a woman who endured the corporate world for 25 years makes deliberate decisions. So there's a reason she's not staying at James's house. Does he buy terrible food? Is he a bad cook and she doesn't want to break his heart? All of these things are possible. Handsome face, James, working hard out there. Ryan, good stuff. Uh, welcome at the back. Fantastic today. 
Tomorrow, the long lunch, of course. Paulo Diaz, the house is packed. It's El Clasico. There's all sorts happening on the weekend. Cannot wait uh, to, to rip the lid off. Rip the lid off tomorrow. Head into the weekend and have a great time. The Premier League and all of it uh, to Mr. Nomalo over here, who's our floor whiz. It's been awesome. Right? The MKT show is available as a podcast, folks. Remember, uh, you can get it on cliffcentral.com, the Cliff Central app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Before you leave us, hit like on YouTube or don't. Or don't. <laughs> you, you, you can also not hit like. That, that's fine. The MKT show for now is the hell out of here. Hey, what's happening? It is your hostess of the mostest, MKT here uh, from the infamous MKT show, live on Cliff Central Sport on YouTube. Catch myself and many other passionate sports fans, enthusiasts, uh, maniacs, live on YouTube every day from 12 till 2 p.m. Central African time and from 3 to 5 live on the Cliff Central app, cliffcentral.com, or wherever you may consume Cliff Central's content. In case you missed the live stream, the MKT Show is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, like, share, subscribe. Be a friend, tell a friend. If you're joining us for the very first time on YouTube, hit that button. The button is below. Get involved in the comment section. This is Mbulelo Kaele Tutinta, and I approve this message. Yes, you can. Cliffcentral.com